Doing good, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Just waking up with my coffee. I don't know, it's kind of sadder. It is one of those things like when I was younger, I would just like, it's my day off, I gotta get up and be active. Then you hit 30, it's just like 10 o'clock. Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> you know, quarter of the day is already fucking gone. What's the point by this, by this time? You know, I've kind of come to appreciate almost what I call a lazy Sunday. And I think it's almost this. Maybe it's just because I was watching a bunch of kung fu movies over and over again. Then you kind of start getting that, like, oh, I need that balance in my life. I can't just watching these guys punch things is making me tired. Fuck. No, it's it's not that part. It's it's the other part when when they're not punching and when they're talking philosophy. That's the part where I was like, oh, I got to balance out my life a little bit more. Like, you know, there's that there's that American thing where you're like, I got to continuously work. If I don't continuously work, they'll forget about me. But at some point, you're like, no, no, no. You got to balance it out. There's got to be a time of relaxation and enjoyment and inspiration because that's what's going to make you want to work harder the next time instead of being all burnt out the whole time. So sometimes on Sundays, instead, it's like, okay, it's my day off from working out, so I don't work out. So I get up leisurely, you know, I didn't even get up till like 10 o'clock today. And then I'm like, sometimes I go, eh, I'll play a little bit of video games maybe to get the day going. And then if I feel like working on something as time goes on, cool. If I don't, that's okay. It's one of those few days where it's just like, you do whatever you want, man. It's up to you. It's up to you, bro. You do it. <laughs> Live the dream. I'm kind of at this point where, I mean, I've talked about it before in the past where, um, where it's kind of like you just embrace, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Just procrastination and laziness because what's going to end up happening is – you're going to feel bad. You're going to feel guilty about it for like maybe a week or a week and a half. But then when you come back, you're just like you get so much shit done. But then I'm kind of but then like recently I've been just not the last two days because my day job and other things. But uh, last two days I've been just getting drawings done on this side comic I'm doing and all this different th- things. And now's the first day in a while I haven't got up, just gone straight to my tablet. So I got this kind of guilt. But at the same time, just kind of like. I don't know if today's the day. I don't know if today's the day, but that's not, I don't know. I try not to do that too much because it's just so easy to slip into, you know, being lazy and, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely true. You want to watch out. You want to just not break the three-day rule. That's always the one that will get you. If you go more than three days without doing at least just a little bit of work, next thing you know, you're like, eh, eh, do I care anymore? I don't think so. And it works with, like, everything, good or bad. I mean, it happens with something like even like a video game. Like, say you're playing a video game, and then all of a sudden you take, like, a three-day break on it. The next thing you know, you're like, well, I could go back to Final Fantasy, but do I really want to? You're going to be thinking, like, shit, did I get that key for the Water Temple? Or where where the fuck was I last time? Never, never leave Legend of Zelda in the middle of a temple. Never leave Midway in the Water Temple either. That would be, like, a horrible place to, like, leave off, like, just dead center and then take about a two-week break. We'll get back to, like philosophy stuff in just one second but i want to say this i would be totally okay i i know it's a staple of zelda but i would be totally fine if they just removed water temples from zelda i'm fucking done with water temples i fucking hate all the water temples you know it's just generally water levels in 
for the most part. Like, I don't even really care for water levels on Mario. I don't care for water levels too much on Donkey Kong, even though I like the music in those ones. Even on Sonic the Hedgehog, it's always like, ah, oh, it's a water level. Sonic, he just sinks. He, well, yeah, he, he just, just he sinks can't... and just like, fuck, I gotta run back to the top now. Hey, goddammit. But then, you know, Sonic also has the threat of drowning. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It's, least... And it's also, too, because like, when you're playing Sonic, he's, you know, he's just running, like, slowly, you know, Jumps up slow. in the air, floats down again. You know, if you're Tails, you can swim out there because Tails is like, fuck this shit! <laughs> Wait, the way he looks, he's like, fuck, 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 fuck. He's not even really swimming. He's just like razzling his arms everywhere. He's like, get the fuck out of here, go, God. Fuck you, Sonic. You always leave me to die. But it's something I've never really cared for. Is I never really cared for water levels. Hell, even in other games, too. It's like Tomb Raider. It's like, ah, fuck, do I got to go swimming in that right now? That's going to be like such a pain in the ass. Or even like that part in Metal Gear Solid 2 when you're riding and you got to go like fucking swim oh, through. It's like, okay, let's go swimming. The controls are the controls are all weird, and it's not only when you're it's just, when you're riding, it's already kind of awkward. But then you got the girl who like can only hold her breath for like 50 seconds. It's like this bitch, she's afraid of bugs. She's like allergic. She can't get in the water. There's like there's a couple different things I want to say, and then she's getting killed by vamp anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter by the end. Yeah, like fuck all that work of swimming through this stupid fucking sector to get her out. Ugh. There's a whole part like I remember. <laughs> I remember it was I took a break from that. I remember how do I like? So you have to hold her hand and just carry because she also took some drugs so she can't walk properly. So you got to hold her hand while you walk with her. Um, I remember I was just like. How does this work exactly? And I don't remember what button I had to push. And I just thought I just punched her in the face. Like, oh shit, sorry. <laughs> then I went over. Let's try to get her in a headlock. Oh, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it, but it will work. <laughs> You're coming this way, bitch. <laughs> and then remember, there's a thing. I didn't take into account the coolant. Like, there's a part where there's the bugs. I can't go anywhere near bugs. And I just like, okay, I just start throwing grenades at them. Like, that works. <laughs> like, oh, wait, I got the spray. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess I don't have to just like grenade them out of my way. <laughs> but no, there is always that kind of like weird thing with water and levels is just never the most fun. I, I don't know what it is. Just like it's never appealing. It's like I'm trying to think. Let me let me I, think. Is is there a game where water is kind of cool that's not like a fishing game? <laughs> I mean, uh, well, I mean, I, I think that you know uh, the the the, the side scrolling Mario waters all right. 3D Mario. I think once you get the 3D shit. You think it would almost you wouldn't really matter so much because it's just you're just kind of going through like 3D space technically when you're in a game. So you think it'd be oh it's almost kind of like you know like flying to a certain extent in the context of the game. But you just you go by so much slower and there's usually a time limit on how long you could be in the water. Cause you're, so I think it's just kind of like and I'm just saying the basics here. But I think it's just like that weird combination just makes it be like oh wow this should be fun but it ain't. I think if anything it's because it goes slower. I think that. More than anything else, kind of could throw a wrench in the gears right there, and you're just like, "Fuck, I gotta go so slow through this." I don't think it's necessarily like the the air. The air is an element, but I think it's just the slower, and then sometimes not knowing where you're supposed to be going because everything starts to look the same underwater, and then mm. all those little factors like that. But I don't know I'm trying. To th I'm literally trying to think of a game in my head that's like, "Oh man, you know what? You know what? Water level is fucking amazing." And I'm like, I. I I don't know. There probably is, but I don't know. There wasn't. I think it's it's almost just more of a holdover, just because like when you're when you just had like side scrolling games or whatever. Like, well, what's this? Well, this is the fire level. This is the water one. This is the ground one. This is the city one. I think they just like, well, we gotta get, we got a new topographical feature. We gotta think of something different. And I think now we're they're at that point where it's just like uh, some of that shit doesn't hold over as well. It's not as fun now. Just I mean, 
you can still have all these different elements, but I think it's just the water aspect is just so boring by this point. And nobody, I, does anybody ever really like, unless it's like, you know, a water themed game. Do you know anybody who like looks forward to the water level? No, that's what I mean. Like I've never met anybody. It's always kind of like, ah, it's the swimmy levels. I got to deal with this crap, you know? And if you see Mario Brothers merchandise, how often do you see the squid or that stupid looking fish? It's, if it's a bad guy, it's usually like a Koopa or Goomba or some shit like that. Because, you know, you think about even a Mario... I was thinking about the latest Mario game. Like, they even solved it. Like, if there's a water level, it's like you don't go swimming necessarily in the water. You ride, like, this fucking... God, what the heck is he? You, you ride this creature across, and he's fucking going there. And if you're going on top of the water, I don't count that as really a water level. If you're fucking got, like, a jet ski going across there, it's not the same. Because that's fun, but... What, is, it, is it the dolphin thing? Is it one of those? It's not a dolphin. It's just kind of like... Kind of, Stingray? No, it's not a Stingray. That's in um. You rides a Stingray in one of them, one of the newer ones, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's not in uh Mar. I was thinking Mario 3D World. No, oh. it's got it's like some kind of fucking retarded looking like. Looks like a nice fellow, <laughs> but you know you could tell he's missing something up the stairs. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like, come on, Mario, jump on my bike. It's okay if you come on it. I'm fine with that. It's like, oh whoa, what the heck? <laughs> uh, are you sure you want to ride this, Mario? Uh, we're going further and further away from the shore. What's going on here? <laughs> oh, I know a special way. <laughs> I got a cave outside there. You like those? Oh, uh, we can go back to the fucking shore. It, it's fine. We don't have to. Oh, there's plenty of spacious bike at the cave. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need that. Mario, I, I'm scared to go out there. Uh, one time a boo <laughs> raped me. I don't want that to happen again with something else. <laughs> Is it like a dolphin? Because if it's a dolphin, it's reason to worry. Yeah, no, yeah, there is reason to worry, but it's not a dolphin. It's kind of like a, I don't know. Kinda, I, I can picture what it kind of looks like in my head, but I'm totally like space now at the same time. Got like four now, legs, I'll say a this tail, regarding... and a big back, and a head, like a dragon. So it's kind of like a Loch Ness Monster kind of thing? I guess, but I think it's furry too. But I'm not too sure. I'm, I'm kind of making stuff up now. Jesus, this is like, I don't <laughs> I've shows how behind times. I used to be on top of like all the Mario stuff coming out. Now I'm just like, what the fuck's the new thing? Um, <laughs> no, there's like a, uh, God, what was it? We'll, we'll get we'll get back on Mario stuff in a second. But like, like uh, dolphins are one of those things for a while. I'm like, how could anybody want to kill a dolphin? Dolphins are like so fucking cool. They're so smart. I've heard multiple situations and stories where they save people who are getting attacked by sharks because they apparently got this side of their brain that naturally wants to help something that's kind of um, the underdog. And I was like, those are some of the coolest fucking animals. Those people problem what's their problem with dolphins? And I found out, oh, they're serial rapists. I didn't fucking know that. And that was just <laughs> immediately one of those things where it's just kind of like, look, I'm not gonna go on I'm not gonna go look in a harpoon one, but I kind of I'm a little apprehensive now to jump to their defense on everything. Just like they were saving that guy from the shark for later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's my bitch. They're like, Mr. Hirohito, like we're like, oh thank you, Dolphin, you saved me so well. It's like, yes, but now we get to serial rape you and gangbang you. Well it's like, well, it's that or you turn to shark shit. Your choice. <laughs> we can throw you back out there for sharks. <laughs> oh, there's that what's that there's that line and it's always sunny in Philadelphia like it's a choice it's always a choice but she'll she'll go she'll agree to it just for the implied implication <laughs> well, what do you mean you know the implication like raises his eyebrows I, I don't know what you're implying what do you mean <laughs> but no that's kind of how it is yeah it's like the dolphins up there they're like yeah I think they gotta have one bad qualm I guess yeah I mean they're they're they are too smart and 
too cool for everything else. So now it's just it has you kind of worried. It seemed like that episode of King of the Hill where like Hank Hill gets like raped by the dolphin. It always goes to that. If whenever somebody, whether it be a conversation I'm in or I listen to a podcast and they bring up dolphin rape, they always bring up that episode of King of the Hill. Because well, just that one where it's like he finally gets comfortable, like I didn't want to do this. It brought it to the light. Yeah. It was just like, oh, this dolphin's kind of nice. And then next thing you know. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. Well, welcome to the Old Man Orange podcast, the place where we talk about Mario, dolphin rape, and much more. I'm Spencer yeah. Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunn. Yeah, I thought you people might want to know that, just in case. Just in case if you wondered what you just got thrown into. People who usually listen like, oh, this just sounds like an average like Sunday episode. Other people are like, what the fuck is going on? It went from like philosophy and like... Like, you know, like how I should spend my Sunday philosophies too. not philosophy, but I mean, just kind of like, man, why am I so lazy? Why am I doing it? You know, like that type of shit to, oh, like water levels to dolphins and water. Let me tell you what you should fear. It's not the shark. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, No, I I just, yeah, let's get it. Let's just get it all out in the first couple episodes. That's just one of those things when I found that out, I just like. Yeah, that's something scarier than Jaws. I'm definitely staying out of the water now. <laughs> you never know what you're going to find in the water. One of those kind of dilemmas. Yeah. You know, I played this game, actually. I found it on... Um, it was on Wii U. I think it just came out. And I just kind of was, like, flipping through. I'm like, I wonder what's the last Wii U games are going to have on here. You know, whatever. Bored on a Sunday. You know, sitting there looking. And there's a game called Vaccine. I'm like, well, what the fuck is that? That looks kind of interesting. Let's just click on that. And I look at it and I go, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Someone's done it. Somebody finally fucking did it. Look at, look at, look at, they did it. I'm like, there's nobody around me. I'm like pointing out like I'm seeing something for the first time. But I was like, oh, dude, sick. Somebody actually made an old school fucking PlayStation style survival horror, Resident Evil, you know, camera angles, tank controls, all the grand glory old stuff. But just in a, you know, it's a new game. I'm like, dude, finally. I've, I've been waiting for that forever because everybody's always making 8-bit games. Everybody's making 16-bit games. You know, sometimes they make the kind of special, like, 32-bit side-scroller games. But nobody's really gone back and said, hey, let's make the blocky polygon games again. Yeah, I think there's one of those things, like, there's nostalgia to it. But I think that it's one of those, for whatever reason, like, 8-bit stuff and 16-bit stuff is more visually appealing than just blocky stuff, whatever. No, I totally agree there. I definitely, yeah, that stuff holds up better, I think. Gameplay-wise, works well. I think even in another, like, 20-plus years, people will still look fondly upon it, even if they're younger generations, where Mm -hmm. that is kind of like the... The 3D realm at the beginning was kind of like that, you know, some games work great with it, but other times it was kind of like, well, that was a time and a place. If you were there, you probably loved the hell out of it, but if you look back on it, you're like, what the fuck is this? This is like the equivalent I think it's of, like, you know, two cavemen, like, smacking, like, a club against the wall for, like, music. <laughs> I think it's one of those things that, like, even if it was kind of clunky and didn't work that good, you understood it was, like, a testing ground, so you were okay with it, you went along with it. Uh, you got a couple of things that did it really good, like Super Mario 64, and there's still some things about that that are a little clunky. But and even Zelda, but I think most of the stuff you kind of understood. All right, it's a testing ground. It's only going to get better. I think that's kind of how VR is. I haven't played any VR, but I feel like VR is one of those things where, oh, for next cup first couple games, a lot of it maybe not Resident Evil Seven. Maybe you could tell me how the VR experience in that know, is. VR thing. But well, uh, a lot of games almost come across more like sort of like like uh, tech demos or like cell phone games, sort of. You know yeah. what I mean? 
Well, I really think back in the day, like on PlayStation, things like that, I don't think anybody thought like, oh my God, this is like testing grounds. This is just like, this is the future. We're living in the future. Look at it. Look at it. But it's only in hindsight do you look at it and go like, oh yeah. You know I mean? The, if you would have played Star Fox on the, not the 64 one, but the Super Nintendo one in like 93, that game right there, those kind of graphics, you would have been like, oh my God, look at those fucking graphics. That is so fucking sick. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. Like, look, it's in full 3D. And, you know, you can only a handful of years later, you look back and go, that was literally just like polygons shooting polygons. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's one of those things, like, not that kids like, I understand. It's not like eight year old kids. Like, I understand it's an industry. They're working <laughs> up to something not like that. I mean, it's the level of like, it's brand new. You accept it because I, I think you still knew, even though it was something new and shiny, it had limitations. Well, because it's one of those ones like I remember like Sega CD when I was a kid, that was literally like as real as you could get. I mean, that felt like, oh, my God, you were literally in the movie. And you look back on that. and You're like, that is like a 246 resolution game that is really just a chopped up episode of the Power Rangers show that you're just pressing buttons for it to advance. Just thinking that one. <laughs> well, like, all they would do is if you, like, fucked up pushing the buttons and have, like, abrupt cut to whoever falling down, getting kicked by a putty, going, oh, no, my chest. <laughs> you know, but for some reason, like, at that time period, when that's, like, the future of technology you're and you're, like, six it? years old, it's, like, the most amazing thing known to mankind. Well, I think it's the idea. It's a video game. And that's the stuff that's on the TV when I get home from school. And not only is it like all eight bit, that's literally the shit from school and or the shit from the shit from the TV show that I watch after school. And it's literally right there. And I'm sort of controlling it. That gives you that illusion that you're controlling it when you're just like just pushing buttons to make it go. Exactly. Along. But going back to this vaccine one, like this is one of these kind of games like there is no way if you did not like and I mean, you got to like like 1996 survival horror, not like Resident Evil two or three, maybe like, no, 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 go back, go back real far. Well, maybe two would be fine, but. It is definitely made for, like, that person. It's like, do you remember, like, the mid-90s when you just first discovered, like, Alone in the Dark and Resident Evil and maybe Silent Hill was coming out along the way, but maybe not that far yet? <laughs> That's how this game sort of plays. And it's not really, like... It's one of those ones, like, it'd be practically impossible to sell it to anybody who was under, like, the age of 25 unless they had a grand appreciation for old video games. But to mm-hmm. me, it's like, oh, my God, like Resident Evil, the original one, that's my favorite Resident Evil. And this one kind of plays just like that, looks like it, you know. And it, it feels more like it's a little bit more like a mini game, like almost something you would unlock after you beat Resident Evil. Because all it is, it's just like you choose between two characters, a male or a female, and you kind of have like a hunk looking suit on, you know, like the guy with the biohazard mask from Resident mm-hmm. Evil, that guy. Wait, if you say hunk to like a regular person, they're like, what? Like, they just probably picture something. I don't know, my Resident Evil lore, so I'm just like, like, no shirt on. But no, it's like, for some reason, it's like H dot U dot N period, whatever. Like, hunk. (laughs) He's a hunk man. I just, yeah, like Fabio's running around the stage. Yeah, exactly. No, he's just this Um, guy. He's he's always kind of like in an umbrella, like, suit with like a gas mask on and like full tactical gear. And he's been in them since. I don't think the first one, but since the second one. So he's just been there forever. He's kind of like that, always like that little secret character. It's like, oh, there's Hong. He's thrown in there. But like, yeah, once again, if you're trying to tell that to somebody who hasn't been there, they're like, oh, okay. But whatever, you're in like those kind of costumes, a man and a woman. And all it is is it's like one person's sick. They're like, your buddy got the fuck infection again. Got to go out and save him. So you got a half an hour timer to run through this mansion and find kind of like, the antidote and then bring it back and the interesting Mm -hmm. thing is they have that kind of like random generated room so the game's never the same twice 
which is kind of cool, mm. I guess. I don't know. I know that's kind of the, like the end thing with video games now is to have the randomly generated stuff. Which I, I think it kind of it sounds like a cooler idea. It makes it sound like oh, you know, infinity possibilities. But then you kind of realize it's like oh no, it's just like you know, however many like things they created and slight variations to them. Yeah, no, I can get that. I haven't been playing that many indie games lately. Um, it is kind of weird. We're at this point where we have things that are kind of tiptoeing even their way out of the Uncanny Valley, almost like the, the Last of Us Remastered almost looked kind of like I didn't get the uncanny feeling watching them, and they looked pretty realistic. So, that's gonna, so it's like it's crazy we're getting that level of detail with graphics, but we're more leaning on. Let's go back to the blocky shit. We're, Let's go back to like the 16-bit we, we more flip out when we see that. It's like, the game's not really that great, but I'm so excited. Look at it. Look at the graphics. Well, I'm just more like the thing. Oh, I love Last of Us. I think Last of Us Oh, well, is Last great. of Us is great, too. But, I, you know, compared to Resident Evil, for me personally, it's just not the same. It's like, I really enjoy it. But I think as well as once, like, what I liked about this game more than anything, like the vaccine one, is like the camera angles. Like, to me, it's like, I know that in the 2000s, that was the period where, like, camera angles are fucking stupid you know i don't like that stuff i can't see where i'm going i hate the fucking tank controls resident evil Code veronica gets a one out of five and like that's how people's attitudes seem to be x-play, yeah. <laughs> x-play. That, that's, that, that's literally <laughs> the x-play review google that for anybody under the age of 17 <laughs> and to me it's like shit probably in the it's one of those ones like i love like the camera angles to me and the tank controls like that's like what made it and i know it's one of those ones it's either it's kind of like goldeneye if you weren't there to play goldeneye you take some like newer kid who, who plays first person shooters and you try to hand him goldeneye and they're like dad can't what the fuck's wrong with the controller and i pick it up and i'm like dude what do you mean it's like this is how this is how it was like i i go back to it instantaneously I can play Halo all day long. I can go play Goldeneye. It's not like I have a problem whatsoever. I don't know what it is. It's just I instantly click back into that style. Same with kind of like Resident Evil. But just... Oh, uh, you go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. You ahead oh, you I was just going to say, okay, this vaccine one. So you got this kind of thing, and you're just trying to run out there, get the... It's kind of, as I said, it's kind of simple. It's more like this should be almost like an unlocked mini game at the end of Resident... This should be like an unlocked mini game at the end of Resident Evil 7 that actually is not there. That kind of made me angry. It was kind of like you beat the game and like instead of going like, hey, you got the new mercenaries mode. It's like, hey, you want to spend some more money? We got DLC coming out later. And you're like, oh, thanks. <laughs> That's not I, I would I would love a mercenary mode. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to get that to you. <laughs> Capcom. <laughs> Do you actually end up getting uh, in, in Resident Evil 7? Because I don't really know anything about it. I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I mean. I haven't really, I've seen like, I watched a little bit of Game Grumps play the first like uh, 20 or 30 minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you eventually, I know you get a gun, do you get like a machine gun or a shotgun or like like big Resident Evil type weapons or does it always stay kind of like small like? No, you get everything. Kind of That's what made me happy. It's like you get the pistol, you get the other pistol, you get the shotgun, you get the combat shotgun, you get the machine gun, you get the uh, flamethrower, which is kind of cool because you like build it yourself so it looks all like rugged. You get the Magnum. Do you have a stub the whole time, or do you actually get a new hand, or what happens there? No, yeah, you, you, you always you like repair your hand yourself, and then you just always have it. And then at some point, too, some enemies can chop off your leg, and then you gotta grab your like foot, and then fucking like sew it back on really quickly. Are you shitting me? I kid you me, not. Really? When that first happened, he's like, "What the fuck? Are you kidding me? I gotta do this?" And only realistically, you could probably play through that game multiple times and never see that happen, but. There's a couple moments where it's like if you just kind of dilly dally fighting something, it can do that to you. 
just sew your leg back on. Not a big deal. Let's just get this going. It should be funny if you just took a big thing of like duct tape and roll. <laughs> Does it? Is, do they? Do they come up with some kind of like pseudoscience bullshit? Like here's uh, some umbrella corp like stuff you inject yourself. It heals it and holds it back together. Or is it literally like, well, well, I got a, I got some stitches and needles. Let's go. I can't remember. You you got to use. You just use like a health kit, and then. I don't know. Yeah, you just gotta put it together. And I can't remember if he wraps it or if he staples it. He might staple it, I think. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah, it's just kind of weird like that. It's kind of funny in that vaccine one because that game's totally like, hey, we love Resident Evil so much. You know, when you run through the mansion, there's like there's like a plant there. It kind of looks just like you know the herbs, the yellow herbs. And you go to talk yeah. to it, and it goes, hey, it's just a plant. What do you think you're gonna take that with you or something? <laughs> and then there's other parts too. You see like a chest, and you talk to the chest, and it's like, man, this would be a great place to store some stuff. Well, also, like, they have, like, just small comments. They're really only, like, towards Resident Evil things. Like, when you talk, you know, they always be, like, the picture. It's, like, on the wall. This, you know, here's, you know, Spencer, the man who built the mansion. He has, a like, an ugly look on his face. Look, there's a dead girl on the side. And your person just looking, he's like, I don't like that furniture. <laughs> just, like, just, just some small comments like that. Or, like, yeah, those photos look weird. No, I can see that. Like, it is kind of weird when you reach that point where, uh, like, I'm sure Resident Evil 7 is fun. I bet you probably, I bet you, you've, I think if I had to guess the way you've talked about it, you probably like 7 more than you like this. But uh, it's kind of funny when you see like the fans almost trying to make more of a, more of like, here's what we think the fans really kind of want. Well, because the thing about that vaccine game is that game, as I said, like that game feels just super old. Like, and it's not like polished, like something like a Shovel Knight or, you know, any of those other games that are kind of doing the old school thing, but modern. It's more like, no, 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 let's make it old. Let's make it kind of clunky. Let's make it feel like you just got the demo to, like, whatever game was coming out. And I, and I don't think that's really a bad thing. I mean, the game was only, like, 10 bucks, And it's only on Wii U, I think. I don't think it's on anything else. I just came across it there. So I was like, oh, what the fuck? And I was like, when I just saw it, I'm like, I'll just support these guys anyways. Even if the game's maybe not that great, whatever. Like, that, just doing that is so cool because I've thought about that for years. I'm like, man, that's, that's the one section of games I want to see somebody come back and start making things up and so to do that and have the camera angles and it plays like resident evil, it doesn't even have the 180 turn so it's like literally like 96 resident evil or i guess two didn't have the 180 turn in it either but so it's like really far back there you know where some other games you know they'd come out and they go like okay well we're gonna do it like resident evil with like camera angles you know and tank controls but it's gonna be like super dialed in like and play is like the best way you could possibly imagine it's like no 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 let's just have it play kind of like <laughs> You know, like how you expect if you first got your PlayStation. It's probably doing something like uh, this is more of just a test. Like they're probably going to try and improve upon it. Their next uh, game, assuming the company's still around and all that. Uh, well, the weird thing, too, is since it's got that random thing in it, it's like it's one of those games where it c it can be kind of frustrating because all it has to do is like, you know, you, you never really know which direction you're going. Every single time it's different. But I think for a survival horror, that's kind of cool. In a sense, since it's kind of like, it's not like it's a big game, you know what I mean? Like, you're only playing it for, like, ten minutes at a time. But the downfall is you can have these, like, there's, like, these crawler enemies that kind of look like lickers. But they do, like, ridiculous amounts of damage to you. So the second you see one of those guys, you're kind of like, well, fuck. <laughs> Especially if there's, like, two of them, for some reason, if that randomly generates. What's the um, murder game that we talked about some episodes back? It was a downloadable Oh, you one. mean um, um, Party Hard? Yeah, yeah, that, I got that. Did you get that? I got it. Yeah, yeah, oh I got it. God. See, nobody like that was one of those games that came out, and that was another one where I just I read the description. I'm like, I don't care if this game fucking sucks. Whatever, I want to give this guy money 
for literally just creating something like this. That is so fucking amazing. And that game kind of came and just got, nobody ever talked about it. It wasn't like Hotline Miami where people still look fondly upon it and, you know, like that. It was just like this game kind of came out and dipped down and, like, nobody got it except for anybody I tell. How do you like but that? But that was, like, also, I liked it. It was one of those, I mean, I didn't finish it. I got to play it a little more. Um, but it's like what you were saying, one of those randomly generated games. And I, 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 the reason I took a break from it is because I'd find myself just about to kill the last person or one of the last people. And then, like, the cops show up or something stupid happens. Like, motherfucker! And I was just so close. But, um, no, I thought that game was fun. I liked it. Um, but it definitely does seem kind of like... Uh, it almost seems more like what they're trying to do is we're going to do this old 8-bit, 16-bit kind of thing. But we're going to make it ultra-violent. So we're going to hark back to your childhood... We're going to do it, make it a really kind of like fucked up stuff they didn't really have back then. I mean, there is a couple things if you look long and hard enough for like, you know, SNES and Genesis, but more of almost making what seemed like a PlayStation, like almost like a controversial PlayStation mm-hmm. title for the Super Nintendo. No, no, no. And that's cool. I, I like that a lot because that's like what Hotline Miami was. And um, there was also the Mother Russia Must Bleed. Like, those games all like that. It's just, like, I love that. Like, just let's make the darkest, most violent game. But, like, it'll have a cool old-school look. And as I said, those games almost appeal to me almost more than a lot of times modern games. Because modern games almost come to the point where it's like, eh, I've seen that before. But if you put a twist on something back in the day that I really liked, make it play, like, as extremely fluid as possible... You know, and then even add some like extreme violence and some dark story stuff. Cool, go ahead. I'm all down for that. I got a sincere question. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna be like two crusty old fucks on a porch rocking back and forth with like DSs? Like not not the new whiz bang DSs. <laughs> no, and if we old, do the old gray do, ones, the old gray one, or if they if they are if they are the new whiz bang DSs, all we do is just play the older games, never anything new. Are we gonna be those guys? Well, I will say it like, you know, I've thought about before, just like hypothetically, if one day you just said like, you know what, I'm not really going to play any newer games anymore. Would you be content with just sticking with all the classics that you have? Like if you got dropped off on an island, they're like, here you go, son. Here's a Sega Genesis, a Super Nintendo and, you know, uh, Atari Lynx. Oh, thanks. Uh, last one. OK, I'll, I'll make do with it. But all right. Um, I, Atari Lynx. I, it took me a second. I was I had to jog my memory. To, like, does he mean a? a t- oh fuck! The L Y N X. The Atari handheld that was in color that I remember was like at the time was like oh fuck! Look at that thing. I don't think I've even really touched one. I touched a broken one once. I found one at the flea market. And I was like, if this wasn't broken, I'd buy it. That thing you could probably kill someone if you just hit him over the head with it. It was just like top this shit Game Gear. Yeah, suck the Atari dick. I remember my friend of mine had that, and the uh, cartridges were even, like, thinner. They were almost like floppy disks to a certain extent. Yeah, they were really weird looking. They were just super thin. But He had, a, he had like, an all-around – I don't remember all the games he had, but he had, like, an all-around sports game on there, and there was one, like, hacky sack. <laughs> and he just, like, moved your character left and right, and then, like, A and B was, like, left foot, right foot, left foot, right foot. And if it's strange enough, I bet you that was probably one of the funner games just because it was probably so different. <laughs> I don't know. Has I mean, I guarantee they'll probably have some hacky, some motion, hacky sat game for Wii or coming out for VR. I'm sure. But uh, um, you know what? I really don't know. Um, I don't really play. I feel kind of bad. I used to play buy video games all the time. Play it's it's weird because video games is one of our main topics in the show. But I hardly get any major new video games, and 
I'll be honest, I take maybe 25% of the uh, of the suggestions you give me. Like, I'm sure it's a good game, but I'll never know. But uh, I uh, I got Final Fantasy 15, and then, like, the other big game I got this year was just, like, the Bioshock collection. So, you mean old, pre-existing games? Yeah, mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm almost kind of the point, like, what's the big game coming out? Like, like uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 definitely that's going to be a buy yeah that, I, I that's thought, a must because that's once again west we've said it before but like western games there's like you could probably count them all on your hands how many there is they just have not made that many and, and that's like goes back 30 years <laughs> now the thing is i feel like i'm i'm gonna love it just because it's the scenery and all that they're gonna be apparently going off the grand theft auto uh, 5 engine for that one and the only thing is, Grand Theft Auto V, it was, that was literally one of the first times in a while I was blown away by a game. All the different shit you can do. You could literally... I know you could do this in San Andreas, but still other stuff you can do. You could, like, steal a plane, a big plane, take off in the air, and then parachute out of the sky and land it, you know? Small so, things like that that always are like... It's like, you know, we yeah. had a game in story. It's like, yeah, but this parachuting out of a plane thing? Oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like one of those things. I'm never going to play the golf or tennis mini games, but I'm glad they're there. I think that's just cool stuff. I feel kind of bad. I have that game sitting on my PS4, and I still have yet to play it. I still have. What the fuck are we friends? I don't know. Everybody always looks at me like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you haven't played Grand Theft Auto yet? Like, you always got Grand Theft Auto. You got the Grand Theft Auto 3. You got the Vice City. You got the San Andreas. You got the 4 even. And you, you, you got Chinatown Wars. Who the fuck got Chinatown Wars? I'm like, well, it's kind of cool. You could sell drugs in the game. I thought that was the best part of it. I mean, this one you could literally, I'm not sure because I'll be honest. Whenever I played, I was like one of those delinquents where whenever you played Grand Theft Auto, you just run into, you just like, it happened a few times. Like whenever I played it at a friend's house or whenever my brother had it and I'd play it, I would just go do stupid shit until I died. And this is the first time. And, you know, I do a few of the missions, but then I would just get sidetracked along the way. I remember when I first played San Andreas, it was just one thing after another. Like I was like, oh, okay, hop on the spike and go to your friend's house, you know, to go meet up with big, uh, the, the big dude. I don't remember his name. Mm-hmm. But um, getting over there, and then something happened. I bumped into somebody or something happened. The cop saw me. The cop chased me. I kill the cop. I steal the cop car. One thing leads to another. I got five stars. I'm in the middle of the mountains, you know, like <laughs> way off course. Like I just wanted to go to my friend's house. My mom just died. <laughs> well, that's always kind of how it happens. And I think that's that thing where you almost need to, like a lot of things in life, you just got to almost get that out of your system. Because then after a while, you're like, okay, now I'm, I'm, now I'm ready for story mode. Okay, I've, I've done enough messing around. Time to like... Start storyboarding it up. When I was younger, it would just happen that way, though. It was literally, it was like that um, Scorsese movie, After Hours, where <laughs> it's just like one thing leads to another. The guy just, he just went to go have a one night stand with this girl. Everything went bad. He went to go borrow, a, make a phone call, left his keys over there, asked to get his keys, but someone, he bumped, walked into somebody, starting a fight, you know, just one bad thing after another. Next thing you know, he has this whole, like, neighborhood chasing after him. <laughs> that was kind of like me playing Grand Theft Auto for a while. Then, I don't know, uh, this one I just managed to stay on course, and, um, God, five. I, I remember I talked about it, like, what was it, two, three years, maybe four years ago by this point? Jesus. About how many, you had four years to play this fucking game. <laughs> I know. It's so everybody like has to like hassle me about it. And as I said, like I bought it. At least it's there. At least it's waiting for me on PS4. So one of these days, I think it's also too because you, when you know a game's kind of like a big game, 
It's not mm-hmm. like something that you're like, you know, I'm going to put this game in and play it for a couple hours, you know, and finish it in about three days. It's like, oh, well, that's going to be like a month worth of my time. I know it. <laughs> if not like, longer. It kind of says a lot about the game when like, because um, at the time I temporarily moved in with my folks before I moved uh, to where I am now. And there was one day where I was just playing the game. My dad walked in and he was just checking the thing out and he was just looking at it like, what movie is this? Like, is that a fucking video game? And like, because <laughs> yeah. you know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't like it wasn't a cutscene. It was actually the, the gameplay footage of driving over. It's like Jesus Christ. He was like almost blown away. Last time he saw it, it was like Mario. You know? Yes, it was, it was a huge step for him. Mm-hmm. But and um, then there's the part where like Trevor and like um, Trevor and uh, and I forget the other dude's name. It's Trevor, Michael, and. God, I don't, remember the, I don't remember the black dude's name, but that dude. There's a point where he and Trevor are getting into it, and uh, it's like he's like they swear in this shit now. I'm like, yeah, dad, they they sweared for a while in these things. Like, oh wow, <laughs> you know, it was just one of those things. Like, just the first glance at a while. Yeah, just one of those ones, and it's just that kind of happens. But yeah, at some point I gotta sit down and play that. But yeah, this year it's like you know, there's a there's a handful of these games that name? like. I buy, I kind of will like look forward to like you know obviously Zelda's coming out so that's going to be amazing you know then they got the the new Mass Effect that one I'm definitely looking forward to and of course it comes out like only like a month after Zelda if not even that mm-hmm. and then yeah definitely Red Dead but oh there's a lot of games it's like there's kind of like that Horizon Zero Dawn I think that comes out next week and it's like it looks cool don't get me wrong but it just looks like well you almost like the older you get the more like picky and choosy you got to be about like what you take in it's like. You know, you only got so much time, so you got to pick the ones you want the most. Well, that says a lot, because, I I mean, Mario Brothers is probably one of my favorite uh, franchises, and I have not bought a Mario game in a long time. I I did not get a Wii U. But you got the last one for 3DS, didn't you, though? You're the only person I know that got that one. uh, Mario Land, or... No, didn't you get Mario uh, New Super Mario Brothers 2? Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, never finished it, but yeah. Uh, that that was just one of those things. Like, oh, I'll get it, you know, and then it was just like, oh, it's more new Super Mario Brothers. Um, it was it was fun, but though it was kind of like, what's what's this? What's the what's the gimmick same of this old, same one? Old. <laughs> he loves money. Mario loves some fucking money. That's the gimmick. He got a Jewish friend recently, and it all changed. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like a new, like, just a very stereo... Like, here's the third Mario brother, you know? They're their half-brother from, like... The Julio. Ju- <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even have, like, a very clever name. It's just, like, the, the, the hat is literally, instead of, like, a J, it's just, like, the Star of David. <laughs> exactly. It's just, like, a money symbol. <laughs> oh. Careful, but- if we say... If we keep saying shit like that, we're gonna end up, like on an alt-right, like, favorite podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they were, except for they were, like, praising that Mario guy, and he's Italian. (laughs) I don't think they'd have a whole lot of problem with Italians. I think it would be, like... No, that's only, only like, the super, super, like, Nazi people. That's, like, yeah. I mean, unless unless they're, like, literally straight off the boat Italian, then they'd be... No, not that anyone takes a boat over here anymore. But, um, (laughs) but it's, like, if they were literally... But if, like, if if it was... I think that's when they kind of get that way. We don't want no goddamn immigrant! I don't know. Yeah, if it's, like, 1800s, like, America. We don't need me to state this. This is obvious. It's on the news. Just everywhere, fucking social media. But speaking also, too, since, like, the Switch is coming out, and I just kind of started thinking, I was like, okay, the Switch is coming out, and 
you know, they got their launch titles coming, which it's always an interesting thing, like the launch titles of different systems throughout the years and who had really good ones and who had just kind of like okay ones and like what you're going through. And the Switch one I actually think has a pretty good launch because it's got the, the Zelda's the big one. Now, I know that's kind of more of anything. It's a Wii U game that's just going to be like ported to Switch. I don't think it's going to be. I also even started thinking about it. I'm like, I bet you the Wii U version might be kind of better because you'll have two screens. You know, I, I didn't think about that till recently. It's like, oh, fuck, that's going to be like the, the best part about that game is your map's going to be below you the whole time. Well, that's just the funny thing about Nintendo and like a couple of, I don't think the Wii U was at this, but like how the Wii and the Switch both have this where they're just kind of like, yeah, um, I just realized something. We got a system dropping and uh, we don't have a fucking major game. Like, uh, what do you mean? Well, uh, fucking Zelda is the last game for GameCube. Just throw it on Wii. What? Yeah, just throw that shit on Wii. Also on GameCube too. Um, but, but put it later on GameCube, so it makes it sound like it's more important to have the Wii. Yeah, yeah. I, just forgot, like, um, I forgot about this, but the it didn't come out on GameCube until like a handful of months later or something like that. Yeah, and then like, which the thing is, like, you know, it looks good on Wii, but it almost it's it's it looks way more impressive in the sense of being a GameCube game. You know what I mean? And then like, yeah. uh, and then they also had uh, like. Oh, there's also that Super Paper Mario game, that weird kind of artsy Paper Mario game where you'd switch between 2D to 3D. Yeah, just um, that wasn't a GameCube. Throw that shit out there too. Just fucking get it out there. Yeah, exactly. Need as many titles as possible. Well, it's funny. It's like, and I was just like, okay, let's start. Let's let's go back in time. Let's take a look at some of this shit. Red Steel. Yeah, exactly. Red Steel, which. It was, it was like one of those, it's a cool test product it's like one of those kind of games like it, it's something that almost should just like come with the Wii and it's like here try this out you know that's about what it's good for it's a good demo it's like probably like oh the, the next step up from Wii Sports yeah but I was like well I, I made a little list here of about 10 not not in order or anything but these are kind of like the 10 like better like launch releases because some systems like PlayStation like I want to put PlayStation on this list and I'm just going to say it right now it's like every playstation launch it's like they really it's not saying that these games aren't bad but they have nothing that goes like god i gotta get a playstation i've so fucking got to get one today like every single time they have a system it's like you know they got stuff that like yeah if you you had it yeah i'm not saying the game wouldn't be fun but it's not like you know they never had it's not like tomb raider came out like day one it's not like twisted metal came out day one it's not like resident evil or final fantasy or anything that's kind of like playstation known for even crash bandicoot they never have anything at, like, launch, you know. I look at, like, PlayStation 1. I mean, like, what, you had Battle Arena Toshinden. You had fucking Ridge Racer 1, which maybe at that time might have been pretty sweet, more than you'd think. But, yeah, for the most part, it's like Rayman, Gex. Number two, I remember you had the game where there was uh, three games that came out. One was uh, Tekken Tag, which it may sound big, but it was really just kind of like just throw a bunch of Tekken characters in there. There's no real major story or anything to it. And then they had um, the fireworks game. And then a very random game. I don't remember the name of this game, but tell me if you remember this. There was the game where it was like futuristic. And I think this is a a launch release. Maybe I'm wrong here. They were people like in these sort of robot suits. It was kind of weird. You have a couple of characters. Like they put their hands together to be like a wheel. It almost looked kind of like F Zero to be going on the side of buildings and all that. And a couple of the characters, they even did a thing where it's just like, look, it's. Oh, it was, um, oh, fuck. I know that. Extreme G? 
Maybe that's what it was, because you had a couple characters. I remember, like, they'd be all armored, but then it'd be a chick, like, in a fucking thong or something like that. Like, huh, that doesn't really go together if you're going a couple... And they're like motorcycles, right? Yeah, so it'd be like, of... you're going a couple thousand miles an hour on the side of the building. Maybe you should be in a full robot suit. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Yeah, the very first... I don't know if that was the launch release one, but I remember Extreme G3 was a launch release for GameCube, because that's the one I remember playing. Oh, really? That went to GameCube? Yeah, so it was was one it was kind of like the other F Zero, I guess, but not nearly as cool as F Zero, mm-hmm. you know. But well, it's like the one big game I remember. It's not really that big of a game, but I guess to like a Final Fantasy fan, it was big on PS Two. Was like sure they had the, the Bouncer. Bouncer, I forgot about that shit. It was kind of like yeah, it was like the square like brawler. And it, more than anything, it was just like hey, here's Square showing off some sick graphics and everything like that. And it's not that it was really a bad game, but it was just kind of like one of those ones like. You know, you could beat it literally in one night. It's not even two players, even though there's, like, multiple characters in the game. It's, you know, it's just got a lot of cutscenes in it. And, once again, it's fun. It's a cool game, but it totally is like that. Like, hey, get ready for Final Fantasy X. This is going to hold you over. Oh, it ain't Extreme G. That was for, uh, Extreme G was for uh, GameCube. I'm thinking this thing I'm thinking of is exclusively... uh... May, or maybe that was the sequel. Maybe that was the sequel. Well, because yeah, the GameCube had the thir- it was either the second or the third one that was on there. So I know I know there was one on PlayStation that was before that. I remember Extreme G. I just saw the cover here. I'm like, oh yeah, there's the there's the motorcycle that looked like a fucking Extreme G. I'm gonna pl- I'm sorry, I'm back checking the podcast, but I want to break this mystery down. PlayStation. That's okay. This is one of these games. Maybe somebody else had this question. You never know. Sean two. Is there one for PlayStation two? It's one of those things, because there was this one game, it just, uh... Because then it just really slutted itself up, if that was the case. Yeah. Let's see here, uh... Association... Da, 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 da. Yeah, I think it's... I think this is, uh... I think it might be a different one. Might be a different one here. Oh, uh, whatever. Huh, because that sounds, like, like, identical to, like, the game I'm thinking of. Maybe I might be saying the title wrong. Maybe it has a slightly different name. But I think we're I think we're thinking of the same game, just maybe we just don't have it totally dialed in name wise. Yeah, yeah. There, it's 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 something similar. Eventually, they stopped being robots and they were like people riding it. The one I'm thinking of, the people themselves are like vehicles. Like they're kind of laying down on their stomachs and had wheels on the side of their. Yeah, almost like they had like their hands on like the wheels driving it. And like they wore masks and over and like. I don't know. I remember they were really trying to make the characters look sexy and all that, but they were like in sort of. It looked kind of like, it looked. It looked like very like early '90s like comics kind of the the, the designs of them, you know. No, I totally agree there, yeah. and that's definitely it. But anyway, well, here kind of going on this list that I've looked up of just all these systems, which is just kind of interesting because you think there's kind of better ones than you would think but it's even towards the end it's like fuck i wanted to have a nice little solid 10 list and i was like it was fucking hard so at the very end of 10 i was like well fuck here's this kind of way and it's not really like these are the best ones in order this is just 10 in general playstation wise the only thing i i just put it on here is almost like the honorable mention <laughs> is the vita and that sounds like the fucking weirdest one to choose but i only say that mainly because it had fucking uncharted the golden abyss in one that's the only system you can get it for they never put on that uncharted like on the collection or anything like that and two, that's actually one of the better Uncharted games. Yeah. And it's a launch release. So it's like, that game right there, it's like, if you got a PSP Vita day one, you had a fucking sick game to play. Mm. And that one, like, it kind of was cool anyways, because you could, 
like on the PSP, it utilized like the whole thing. Like you use the touch screen to like uncover objects. So you're like, oh fuck, I gotta spin this thing around and you know wipe the dust off of it. And then they'd have you know other little things where you had to line them up or like twist the photos around to kind of piece back together this map. So it made you feel actually more engaged in like the Uncharted world than kind of like the PlayStation always had kind of almost like retarded puzzles. Like that's the downfall of the Uncharted is like it's got this fantastic story, but like. Sometimes, like, puzzle-wise and things like that, they're kind of like, yeah, here's a simple one for you. You'll be able to figure it out. Don't worry about it. I'll say this. Though, like there a- was that period when, like, their app, we was advertising, it's all motion-controlled. And then about uh, about maybe, like, the first two or three PlayStation 3 games, we're like, uh, yeah, tilt the controller left, tilt it right. You're good. And then they just <laughs> dropped that all together, like, probably a couple months in. Well, the first Uncharted game, they have the thing where, like, you can use the six-axis PS3 controller. Like, when you throw your grenade, you're supposed to be able to, like, curve them. I could never figure out how the fuck that worked. But, like, you're supposed to be able to do that. Most likely for me, I'd throw a grenade and be like, and, like, throw it clear off to, like, the left or something. Bounce off a wall, just comes back to you. Yeah, it kills you. You'd be like, fuck! But, no, that, like, Uncharted Golden Abyss for, like, PSP Vita, like, actually all the motion control stuff on there is actually pretty darn cool. And probably it's like it's the only game I've played on Vita that actually utilizes any of that. Nothing else in there uses twisting the thing around or using the little back pad things or, you know, touching the screen. So it had a bunch of neat little things in there to kind of bring you into the adventure. And I'll say story-wise, it's not the best one. It's definitely nowhere near as good as 2. But it's better than 1. Probably about on par with 3 and 4. Mm. I was actually pretty darn impressed at how cool that was, especially just to have that like in a portable thing. It's like, well, that's actually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And it's its own game. It's not like that because everything else for PSP Vita, not that they're not cool games, but they're kind of like, yeah, they're ports of things like Ninja Gaiden or Marvel versus Capcom or Blaze Blue. Cool stuff to have on the go. I mean, I always feel like with a handheld, that's half the stuff you want is being able to take old games you loved, you know, with you anywhere you want, right? Yeah. But. There's that one, and then I just threw this one in there, too, because I felt like it should be in there. This is, like, my only, like, handheld section, is the original Game Boy. And even though it really didn't have a whole lot, but, you know, you got Tetris with it right away. And for some people, that was like, boom, oh, that's fucking all Tetris I need. Came you know, you always... Yeah, Tetris came with the original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's something, like, I'm one of those people, like, don't get me wrong, I like Tetris, but it's never really been my favorite. And maybe that's because I was, like, you know, I had choices. I had Puyo Puyo, which is my all-time favorite. You know, you had Puzzle Fighter, you had things like Bubble Bobble and Bust a Move and, you know, just all these other different like puzzle games that came out afterwards. And then you had Columns, which was always kind of like the, the sad man's version of Tetris. I remember, Did you ever play Columns from Sega? No, didn't look that fun. It, it was it was literally like the game. It's not that it's like the worst game, but compared to like Is every other jewel ones? puzzle. Is it actually one of the jewel ones that like uh, you, where uh, it was like blue, yellow and red? Yeah, it has, like, kind of jewel things. It's not, like, jewel quest, but it has, like, these jewel things in it. And it has a very, like, old, ancient Greek, and it plays classical music as you play it. It's like it's literally a game made for, like, a 60-year-old man in, like, 1989. Actually, you know what? I, I have that not. for Game Gear. I did have that for Game Gear. Yeah, there's one for Game Gear. And it's one of the ones, it's not that it's a bad game, but when you... Like, as a kid, you're like, oh, man, dude, I fucking can't wait to play some Puyo Puyo. Or maybe this will, like, bust a move. It's like, that's so fucking hip in Japanese. And then you get this thing, it's like... Yes, we're going to put on the classical music as I sit down after a hard day's work at the law office. So now, okay, get my columns out of my genesis. Yes, this is quite great. 
I need a glass of brandy right I now. Feel, it has like that feel. Like when you're a kid, it's like, what? This feels boring. It's like work. Well, I feel like it's at the point where it's kind of like, what's the um, aesthetic, the visual aesthetic to go with it, which kind of helps a lot of those games. And I think that Puzzle Fighters, since it has that whole Capcom thing going on, or Poyo Poyo Pop, I mean, those games themselves are already fun. And then you had like, I remember I loved Tetris 3DS because that had oh, that was that a- had a or Tetris DS. Yeah, Tetris DS, because that had a classic Nintendo theme. There's different ways to play the game, but each theme had a different version of, like, had a different, like, theme for Nintendo. Or, like, Dr. Mario, which is one of my other yeah. favorite ones, too. It's like, it's got Mario fucking there. Like, that's what's so, if that game happened to be just, like, Dr. Bob's, like, magic medicine, fuck Dr. Like, you Bob. would be like, oh, Who gives a fuck about Dr. Yeah, Bob? Yeah, fuck Dr. Bob. You're like, oh, Dr. Mario, oh, this shit's got serious. <laughs> I didn't realize Mario had a PhD. <laughs> I'm learning new things all the time. I literally think Mario's just going down to the Mushroom Kingdom, bringing some shit back that you can't get back in Brooklyn. Grinding He's it just up. like, check this shit out, man. He's almost more like a drug dealer or a back alley, like a back alley doctor. <laughs> yeah, putting these pills together. Okay, you got the red and the blue one or the yellow and the white one. <laughs> Don't. I remember one time, like, it was me and Cisco. We were playing the living daylights out of Dr. Mario 64. Like, every day, be like, dude, you're fucking challenging. You're going down, man, for a place of fucking Dr. Mario. He's like, yeah, goddamn right, I'm playing some fucking Dr. Mario. Let's put a fucking DiGiorno's pizza in and get ready to play this shit. And we would, like, play it like the living daylights out of it, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, to the point that I had fucking dreams of fucking pills falling down. Like, I've heard about that before where people have dreams of Tetris and breaking blocks, but I was like, oh, God, I have dreams of, like, drugs falling and me, like, lining them up and breaking them. I don't know what's worse. I'm just surprised he never used those medical skills to get back at Bowser. Like, he just fucking, you know, just makes Bowser OD on something. Like, open your mouth. What? Open your fucking mouth! And just, like, pours a bunch of pills down him. He gets, like, some opium, so Bowser's just always calm every morning. He's like, hey, Mario, what's going on, He always just man? keeps him, like, in his, after he beats him, he just kind of keeps him in a sedated state where he's just kind of, like... The very back of his skull, he's there, but he's weeping inside. Like, how are you today, Bowser? I'm fine. That's good. Stay there. Sit, stay in your chair. It'd be worse, too, if it's like he made Bowser. It's like he's got him, like, locked down in a cage. He's got him, like, hooked on opium and stuff like that. But then, like, toads come up to him and, like, hand him, like, a $100 coin. And they fucking go down there and just start fucking Bowser. Like, yeah, you fucking like this. How you like fuck? You destroyed my family and my house. Now I'm going to fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> I like how I was thinking it's a Manchurian candidate. You just go full on hostile. <laughs> It's just Mario's got him hooked on this fucking opium. You fucked the Mushroom Kingdom. Guess what's fucking you? <laughs> There's just all these toads lined up outside. And here's where we get here's where we get <laughs> someone in the comments saying, "Well, technically, if you read the Wikipedia article, toads have no gender. They address they address themselves as time goes on by picking attributes of various genders." Shut the fuck up. Well, they could fucking still hump the shit out of them, maybe. Like, <laughs> they could aggressively, the they could aggressively grind. <laughs> maybe they just put a big strap on fucking dildo on and go down there and work it. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're toes. Maybe they just shove their head inside. I don't like, know. Like one ties the other to his crotch, just uses it as a fucking strap. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this Game Boy. Like... <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> his head no that is like when he pulls out like i'm stuck no no his head breaks off and all of a sudden bowser just goes like dah, 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 just gets big and like and then just starts stomping everybody's like oh i'm cleared <laughs> uh. 
just grabs the other one, just fucking bites its head off, gets even bigger. <laughs> Smashes another one, snorts yeah. it up. Mario's like, oh, so we're back to this, huh? Fine. I knew this day would come. <laughs> probably should have probably used should have used something else to go down there other than toads, yeah. but whatever. But um, you know, going to Sega, the other one that doesn't have things like that. A system that I actually think has actually kind of an interesting launch that we kind of like space out over time and forget about, but it's actually the Saturn. I never had a Saturn, so elaborate on that one. <laughs> well, the Saturn, I didn't have one when it came out. I, I could only dream at those times, but I got one eventually later on. But when it first came out, it had, the thing is, is these are those kind of games that, you, you explain this to somebody right now, and they'll be like, fuck, who cares about those games? Whatever, they're just, but at that time period, those are the games you're like, oh, fuck, are you fucking kidding me? I could take the fucking arcade home with me? Because that's almost like what the Saturn was, like many other... Actually, every Sega is pretty much like the arcade home. But when you first got a Saturn, you could get yourself some Virtual Fighters, some Virtual Cops, some Daytona USA. And then they even had game uh, the Panzer Dragoon game. So if you got that fucking day one, you're like, yeah, this is going to become an investment mm. in the long run. Because <laughs> that game's like $300 used. That was one that just kind of disappeared for a while. I mean, I know it has its fan bases, but people hardly ever bring that one up. Yeah, it was a big deal game then. But I just think it's like that. It's like, you know, I think about Virtual Fighter, like, in the arcades. It's like, that was the game that, like, was such a big deal, like, in 94, 95, 96. I know nowadays it's kind of like the Forgotten Fighter, though it's one of my favorite ones. I mean, they haven't made a new one since Virtual Fighter 5, and that was, like, almost a PS3. Was that PS3? Like, launch start game. Yeah. Virtual Fighter 5, yeah. It was 360 and PS3, and it came out, like, literally, like, one year after mm. those systems came. So it's like... That's the last time. The lucky thing, though, is in Dead or Alive 5, I get to play as Pi, which is my favorite Virtual Fighter character, but then they also got Jackie and Sarah and Akira. Too bad they don't have Cage, but they're probably like, well, they're Sega, just, like, get here. We don't know what to do with them. Take them. Well, they fit perfectly in the Dead or Alive because they actually got the exact same controls. I mean, Dead or Alive is definitely the faster game, so it's kind of like they have to balance the characters out. I like playing as them online, though, because nobody fucking plays as a Virtual Fighter character, so they get thrown <laughs> off, like, what to do when they have to fight one. But, um, no, I think that was actually kind of a, you know, it's a cool launch. Now, we all know the Sega Saturn only lasted a couple of years and kind of had, you know, it has sweet games, but it's kind of a lost-in-time system. But that was definitely much better than what fucking PlayStation had at day one. Oh, I don't even, yeah. But from the sounds of it, definitely. Well, Pantra Dragoon, or that almost sounds kind of like, that was like Sega's Star Fox. Yeah, it pretty much was. the original. I think then, like, the second one was almost like a full-on RPG, Fantasy Star style or something. I never played it because those games always sat at that, like, $200 price tag. So it was like, you ain't getting your hands on this anytime soon, boy. <laughs> There's the Neo Geo, which is like $900. Yeah, the Neo Geo was, like, so fucking... But the cool thing about it, though, is the original Neo Geo, though is you literally got the actual, like, arcade games, like, 100%. You weren't getting, like, the watered-down version. So there was something to be said there. And it's technically cheaper than buying your own arcade. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was, like, 900 bucks still. And then now it's, like, you get all these games on emulators now. I know that's that was then, this is now kind of thing. But, like, $900 for some of the, like, for the idea. And I remember, like, one of their ad marketing ad, uh, one of their marketing things, like, you need a pair of these shows like two brass balls to own one of these so it's more like you need a pair of these and just have like a big fat fucking wallet because <laughs> what else are you gonna get how else are you gonna get the neo geo because literally that's just like be condescending and talk down to your fan bases to buy a fucking 900 system 
Because really, to me, like back in the day, I, I never knew anybody had a Neo Geo. And this day and age, I still don't know anybody that did. But I'm assuming the people that had a Neo Geo was some guy that was like 35 years old, fucking working like the Silicon Valley that just had all this money, no fucking family. Like that's the person who's got the Neo Geo. You know what I mean? Just Tell like, I'm likely, fucking yeah. rolling in money, suck my dick. And then his like, you know, website crashes in 99. And he's like, ah, all I got left my Neo Geo. I'm on the street. This is all I got! <laughs> you gotta give the Neo Geo, Frank. You gotta give it up. No! Oh, no, it's oh. my identity! Remember how cool I was when everybody's like, dude, Frank's got a fucking Neo Geo, man. Like, dude, we don't have to go to the arcade anymore. He's got it, man. He's fucking got it at home. I've always wanted to just go there and just like, play some Metal Slugs, some fucking King of Fighters, man. Oh, my God! <laughs> He's like, yeah, Frank, nobody cares. We all got emulators now. Hold on a second. I was the cool guy. I had a pair of... Yeah, you had a pair of these. They hold up a pair of brass balls. You know, we, you gave us all a pair of brass balls to make fun of us for not having Neo Geo. I know, I know. Yeah, it's one of those things like that. For some reason, he had enough money to just to hand those out. He had those laid around. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but that's kind of how it is. It's like, it's a cool system, but yeah, it's kind of like impractical. Because plus, you think about it too, like the price that was back then, was like, that'd be like twice nowadays. That'd be like a $1,200 plus dollar system or whatever. Yeah. You know, or or it's like the I got I have one because I got it used and it's slightly broken, but I have that um the Sega or it's the Panasonic No wait. Is it Panasonic or is it fucking Philips? No, it's Philips. Philips CDI? You got a Philips CDI? No, I don't have a Philips CDI, I take it back. It's the Panasonic one, I think. I'm trying to blink right now on my own system. But it's the one where it's like it's got a laser disc in it, so you can play laser disc games, and it's got Sega C D and it's got Sega Genesis all built into one, and that thing was a thousand plus dollars in like 1992. So that means that it was like literally like two thousand dollars if it came out today. Hearing all this, the re- it kind of reminds me why I'm so apprehensive to get certain games because you know, imagine you get like the nine hundred dollar system just for it to go under a year later. Yeah, well, that's like I think not the Philips CDI, but one of those systems like that only lasted. Like, Neo Geo. No, Neo Geo the lasted Neo Geo. quite a while though. Like even though we we don't think of it being like that. You know, because I think they share the exact same carts as the arcades, so you were still getting the arcades always coming out. So you, it was that was actually one of those strange ones. Like, that's not, like, the worst investment because they kept making stuff for it because it worked well with the arcade, but, yeah. And then they made the cheaper version, like the Neo Geo CD, that kind of sucked because it had, like, horrible bad load times on it. And they also had, the, well, there's also the Philips CDI, which is universally hated. Yeah, the Philips actually has some kind of cool games for it, though. Um, like, the Jurassic Park game on that thing is fucking sick. Like, it's so different Game than Gr- all the other ones. Game Grumps has been playing some of their ep- some of the episodes on Philips CDI. Aaron's like, all right, we got one of these things. Might as well just torture ourselves with some of the games. So they've been playing those bad, really hated Zelda games on there. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, I didn't even know this thing that fucking existed. But once I saw it, I had to know. Eugene Levy's Wild and Wacky Mini Golf. <laughs> well, those are always like the systems that like, because I think they were really trying to sell those. They, those weren't kids' systems. They were trying to be sold to like 40-year-olds, mm. which that time period, how many 40-year-olds were buying systems? You know what I mean? Unless you're that guy yeah. fucking rolling around in money in fucking Silicon Valley who just like, I love technology. Ah, just like, I'm eating fucking microchips like they're potato chips. 
Frank, why are you fucking eating the microchips? I got so much money. Who the fuck cares? Well, those were those things when I when I was a little kid, when I was like, you know, like say eight eight or nine or something, and I saw like an adult, like a full grown adult with a Nintendo sixty four or a Sega Genesis, I was surprised. Not like in a that's that's for me. What are you doing with it? Not like that, but more like in a uh, like, oh my god, you play video games? I thought that's something only people my age did. Yeah, so it's that weird kind of thing like that, which nowadays I feel. In a sense, okay, if those systems, like, in that style were sold now, or, like, a $1,000 system today, if it was really fucking sick, I mean, that's, I guess you could say, that's a PC. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, people don't bat an eye, I think, as much anymore for, like, if, if it is a legacy system where it's like, hey, this is for, like, you know, people that are really like their gaming a lot. But, yeah, back then, it's like, that, that was asking a lot for, when you also didn't really have the games that were strong enough to back it up. Not that the games weren't cool, because a lot of those games, even though they seem really dumb now, I kid you not, though, when you played those games at fucking back in the day, especially, I guess, if you're like the age of like eight, they're fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I know nowadays in hindsight, they're like fucking retarded. But at that period, like there was nothing else like that. But I kind of climb up this list here and I actually I actually put the Wii on here. And I know that sounds like kind of a weird system because it's we just talked about Twilight Princess being on there. and It was kind of pretty much a GameCube game. And yeah, that was there. But at the same time, that was, you know, Zelda. You had the fucking motion controls. And I know some people go like, oh, those ones are kind of dumb. I'm like, I don't know. I kind of thought they were cool on that one. And in fact, I actually like the controls better on Twilight Princess than I do Skyward Sword. I thought they were a little bit more Mm. dialed in there. Now, definitely the sword's better on Skyward Sword, but everything else was better on, like, Twilight Princess, weirdly enough. Hmm. But then the other thing, too, it's like, okay, Wii Sports is one of those kind of games. Like, you know, it's definitely like, I can't imagine buying it. But being thrown in there, we did have some good times with Wii Sports, right? You know, I only yeah, got the did. cops called on us multiple times because of Wii Sports, so I gotta say, hey, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> I remember that time that, like, we are in San Francisco, and Kyle, we are we're playing Wii Sports, I think it was me, Cisco, and Kyle, I don't know, were you there that time? I was there several times, I don't know about that, I don't think I was well, there. This is the one the where Kyle got a by. fucking hole in one, so we're like, we had fucking Frank Sinatra playing, I don't remember it being that loud, and then we're like, yeah, fucking A, Kyle got a hole in one, and then next thing you know, the fucking cops are knocking on the door, and I think every single time the cops show up, they're like, oh, we're gonna fucking beat up these fucking, like, just probably a bunch of college kids in there for a keg, like, come on, let's get ready, you know, fuck it up. Maybe there's a bunch of fags fucking each other. I don't know what it is, but I can't wait to fucking beat the shit out of them. And then when they get inside, it's just four guys playing video games listening to Frank Sinatra. <laughs> and they just kind of stand there like, God, damn it, Frank, did you get the wrong apartment? It's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. You kids, just turn down the front. God, fucking turn. Fuck! It just leaves. Like, uh, are, are we under arrest? <laughs> My, no, the best one though is I love when we got the cops calling us, and it was literally the day that Mario Galaxy came out. So now it's only two guys, no music, literally just two guys sitting in front of the TV playing a Wii, playing Mario Galaxy. That one had to have been so fucking weird for the cops. <laughs> <laughs> and that just seems to me like I think about that. I'm like, what? We were playing Mario Galaxy, and we got the cops called on us, like. We, what, the, what the fuck? It's like you, I could, it wasn't a fucking Guitar Hero party. It wasn't fucking a Halo Four fest. This is gonna sound slightly offensive, but Cisco told me this. He said when you guys were doing that, like at some point you guys were just having like some video game marathon, and I'm just kind of almost repeating what he said. But he said what Kate what happened it was like two or three o'clock in the morning. And there is like this Asian kid that you guys kind of knew. He couldn't speak English that well, but he lived on the same floor. And he kind of came in and he just clo- covered his ears and he just so tired. He's like, 
too loud, too loud. Just kind of like swaying back and forth. No, 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 too no. Too loud. And like, that story just was. walked away. <laughs> I'll add in the details. That actually wasn't, that was, um. I got up early because I had to go somewhere. So I got up at like probably maybe six or seven. And Cisco was like, well, fuck, now I'm awake. So he started playing Donkey Konga. You know, and he probably had the volume low, but below you had the fucking conga sitting on the ground going, and then that Asian guy showed up and knocked on the door going, didn't say anything else. Probably all the English he knew. See, that's what I mean. As I look at the Wii, it's like, okay, there wasn't a whole lot there, but boy, was there some fun things right off the bat that you just never really did before. And it, you could say that Wii Sports, obviously for a lot of people, that was a that was a seller game. Because that's almost what you want when a system comes out. You want something that's like, hey, I've never done that before. i played fucking golf before, but I never fucking swung like a wand playing golf. Mm-hmm. Or, and the other thing too, that this is the other one that I think that people kind of forget, but this was actually a big deal, especially nowadays when you really think about it, was the virtual console. And that was there right off the bat too. I mean, you only had a couple regular, you probably had like Super Mario Brothers and Zelda and... I don't know what more. You didn't have like the greatest games. I think you had Sonic the Hedgehog and things like that. But the idea is like, oh, fuck. There's a lot of these Nintendo games that before you always had to just go track down. I mean, you could always emulate them, obviously. That was there. But on your system, it was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I can, I fucking want to play through Zelda again. Boom, I can play it right here on my Wii. Was Super Paper Mario one of the opening ones? Or did that come out like a week later or a month I think, later? I think that was very close. Though. I think that was right in the main month. And I kind of, mm-hmm. on this list, the way I kind of look at it, I kind of give about like a month or so, maybe a month or two leeway, because here's the thing. A lot of times a system comes out like in September or November or something like that. But we all know that most people, especially back in the day before like pre-orders and things like that, you know, if you're lucky to maybe get it for Christmas. So the system's already been out for like two months or so, maybe three months. Mm-hmm. Or you had to like save up from Christmas and maybe buy it at the very beginning of January. Or sometimes it took you like a couple months just to find a system. So that's why I kind of count like if the game came out like in the first couple months, that's still pretty much a launch release. You know, that's my disclaimer. So if anybody wants to go like, well, technically that game came out two weeks later. Like, Shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, I know what fucking came out. Came out when I fucking got my system. Let me tell you that. <laughs> And then, you know, kind of moving up the list, another system that actually had, not the strongest launch, but the games that it had were pretty sweet, though, is the Super Nintendo. Mario World had to be one, right? Well, Mario World and F-Zero and Pilot Wings were the three ones you could get day one. But Mario World, though, it's like, come on, dude. That is close, you know. That's my game personal favorite video Mario games. game. That's like, the to me, I consider that the pinnacle of Mario games. Yeah, same here. I'm not going to deny it. If somebody says, no, I think Mario 3 is, I go, oh, okay, th- that makes sense, too. I can understand that. Or even Mario 64. All three of those ones, totally logical choices. But come on, you get that Mario game. It had such a big world, all the secrets. You know, it took Mario 3 thing and just, like, made it, like, bam, explode up with new kinds of items and fucking, like, fantastic graphics. And then you get the first F-Zero, which was, like, a sweet racer. And I think you can play that one multiplayer. I'm not... I can't remember. Some, sometimes there's, like, those games, it's, like... You assume that when you make a launch, you want to have one really good single-player game and one really good multiplayer game, generally. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I know you can play Mario multiplayer, but I think F-Zero was, too. But, like, okay, in, like, the next month after that came out or so, you started to get things like you got fucking Final Fight, you got Castlevania Four, you got Super Goals and, Ghouls and Ghosts, you got Super Off-Road, which was a badass arcade game. You remember that one with the top-down view? And you had, like, oh. the fucking Toyotas. Right, 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 yeah. You know, they had Super R-Type. Um, yeah, And then you got the Home Alone game. Have you ever fucking played that one before? <laughs> All right, does that... 
Does that? <laughs> it's it's there. <laughs> Dude, that Home Alone game is pretty cool. I, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, it's not gonna sell me a system. I'm telling you that. But <laughs> if it's there, okay. Well, is that one on Virtual yeah. Console? I think it is actually. Really? I, on, I, 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 I don't know. Sometimes those the licensed movie ones are always hard. Maybe that one's not. I could be wrong. Hmm. Actually, I, I feel like I have seen it, but I. I could be lying to you all at the same time. Okay. Well, I got another one on the list here, too. This one's actually one of those ones. It sounds like a weird one, but here's for a good classic. It's the Atari 7800. Well, that and I time you're like, oh, that's just one of those miscellaneous other Ataris. But yeah, look at the fucking list of games that came out with day one. You got Asteroids. You got Centipede. You got Dig Dug. You got Galaga. You got Joust, Miss Pac-Man, Pole Position 2, and then Robotron 2084, which is one of my favorite Atari games. Those or are all classic. Midway games. Or technically Williams, back before Midway bottom out. All, all classic games right there. But I'm like, dude, that like that list, though, you think about it, like, dude, that's a fucking, that's like all your best fucking early 80s arcade games in like one. Mm-hmm. Well, not one, but you know, you could get day one. Like, so if you fucking, if you were like rich and you fucking slapped down a thousand dollar bill at fucking KB Toys, you'd be like, yeah! KB Toys, that immediately dates it. <laughs> it really does. You know, or you go to what? Um, what's, what was the really big one? That were, they were only in cities. Um, Toys R Us. No, not Toys R Us. They, they were they were like the rich people's Toys R Us. Fucking uh, Kitty uh, World. Feo Schwartz. I don't know that one. Feo Schwartz. It's, I don't know that one. Feo Schwartz. F-E-O that sounds Schwartz. very fancy. It doesn't it sound like a toy store? Well, they only like were in like San Francisco and New. I just remember the one in San Francisco and like New York and places like that. Probably Los Angeles and Chicago. Wait, to bring it back to Home Alone for a second, is the type of, is the toy store he goes into? When... I think it is literally the toy store he goes into in the movie. Because that's a chain. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a chain, but it's one of those chains that probably it's like there's like ten of them in the entire world. Not anymore. There's none of them now. But yeah, that was a really fa- okay. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then, okay, so there's that one. And I think that's, that's one of the ones I look at them like, that's probably, that was the coolest, like, classic one. Because a lot of the other television stuff like that, you're like, I don't want fucking, like, shit games. Like, where's the good shit? Actually, no, I think television had Donkey Kong with it originally, but still. <laughs> kind of weird knowing there was a Donkey Kong for, like, in Mario Brothers for Atari. I know. Well, I got the, I got the Donkey Kong. I got the actual cartridge and box for the Intellivision. Mm. So there's that. But then coming to the, the real Nintendo, then you got the NES. It actually had a pretty good launch. You know, you got, not only did you get Super Mario Brothers, you can't go wrong there. You got fucking Duck Hunt, so you got a gun. Like, come on, you can't beat a gun. You know, you got the regular Mario Brothers, and then you had Excite Bike, which was another really cool game. Because, you know, you get build your own levels and play multiplayer and have a good time. Plus, that game still holds up well. Like, that's one of the coolest fucking levels on Mario Kart 8 is the Excite Bike level. I look more forward to that than almost anything else. It's like, oh, fuck, an Excite Bike level? You gotta be kidding me. And do you just go on a lot of jumps, or is it kind of like, is it. Look yeah, like- they, got, they got like tons of jumps, and they're all kind of based like in the Excite Bike style. So they're all kind of like, you go up in squares and do little mogul things. And it just goes around in a circle, but it's a badass level. And then it's got the music playing, too. Oh, that's pretty that cool. One- you know, and it's funny because they release other Excite Bike games. You know, you had Excite Bike '64. Oh, I didn't even know about that one. <laughs> exactly. Then they had one for Wii. It was a launch release. It was called Excite Trucks. Well, sometimes when you try to like uh, modernize something, it doesn't hold up. It's something just the eight-bit thing of it. Like you know, people. I mean, I'm not even sure if people liked Kid Icarus that much, but all when like they started doing like we're revamping Kid Icarus, like oh, I don't give a shit. 
Yeah, well, there's certain ones, too. It's kind of like, you know, it's because, like, Ice Climbers, I think, was one of the original ones that come out there, too. And that's always been the game. There's probably somebody who's like, dude, Ice Climbers is, like, my fucking game, man. Like, I live and breathe Ice Climbers. But, I don't know. I felt like most people that I've always known is kind of like, oh, yeah, Ice Climbers. It's like balloon flight. Like, you play it because it's there, not because you really want to play it. It's like Cliffhanger without balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, or Cliffhanger for Sega CD. Never played the Sega CD one. <laughs> yeah. It's Is just, it where you just fair. play through the movie, just like push like the buttons to, to like make the movie keep going? You know, I can't remember if I played the Sega. I played one of the, I might have played like the Genesis one or something. I might be in platform. And sometimes the Sega CD version was always just that with better sound and so on. But I don't know. I don't know. But you know, also I actually had a pretty sweet launch release and probably like one of the best launch releases for a system first coming out though was the Xbox. Mm, well, I had Halo from the get-go, right? Well, you had Halo from day one, which I actually kind of forgot. I thought that game actually came out like a handful of months later, but that literally did come day one. But then you had Dead or Alive 3, which was a big deal because it was almost like, hey, if you're going to play Dead or Alive, you've got to leave you, what you know and love <laughs> <laughs> and, go to a, and go to America and get your freedom system called the Xbox. I remember some people were like, Xbox is going to go down, dude. No, no way it's going to stand up to Sony and Nintendo. Yeah, I know. Well, and weirdly enough, it's like even though Xbox is still there, it always feels like now it's even at this weird like limbo where the 360 was such a big system and the Xbox One, like I barely know anybody that has one of those systems. Like I'm like the only one, and and I know it, it still sells well. It's not like it doesn't. But it's like who the fuck has these things? I don't. Not you know me. What I mean, it's, <laughs> and like and the thing too is like they kind of like almost screwed themselves over because realistically. All their exclusives you can just buy for PC. Well, it's probably going to happen next generation. Uh, PlayStation's going to get full of them because that's what happened. It's it's like they're literally role reversing because like PlayStation Three was coming out like yeah, six hundred bucks. What the fuck you gonna do about it? We know you'll be here. We know you'll fucking come back. Three sixty's like hey guys, yeah, it's you know four hundred bucks. Come on down to the party whenever you want. It'll be cool. And then like you know three sixty like beat the fuck out of PS Three. And then, mm-hmm. then like, Xbox, like, yeah, well, guess what? We got a camera built in. It's always got to be on. Oh, what? we don't got internet. Yeah, uh, how do I say this politely? Fuck you. Uh, anyway, yeah, just... This is this is for the Neo Geo crowd. Just 500. That's just going to be, like, what was it, like, 600? Maybe that was 600 bucks or 500 bucks. No, because the, the PS3 was the one that was, like, 600 bucks, like, right out the gate. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't, like, Xbox One, like, 400 or 500? I thought the PS... I think it was... It was it was five hundred or four fifty. I think you know, I PS4 say place, was a little cheaper, wasn't it? Because I want to say it was four hundred, and then I want to say the Xbox was either five hundred. I think it was five hundred actually. And PS4 was four hundred, probably. I'm guessing. Which pretty much fucks any system. I don't care who you are. Like if you look at history, everybody who charges like a hundred dollars more for their system always loses always always so it's almost like one of those ones like when you make that mistake sometimes and i think that's why nintendo made the switch 300 dollars. Mm-hmm. like i feel like they should that system could be 400 bucks and i wouldn't even bat an eye nowadays to pay that but i think they realize that like no we, you gotta keep it low or else you're gonna fail it's, it's like the sega saturn the main reason the sega saturn pretty much lost the playstation was a hundred bucks more that hundred dollars more is a big make or break thing like in the store yeah and then like i remember like about like a week later xbox came or microsoft came back out like hey guys we're just playing with you you don't need to have internet constantly and uh shit uh you don't need the camera either i i, I mean it's just what the cool kids are gonna have but hey i'm not gonna have one i, I you know what 
You don't need to have one. What, Let's back this up. What's the guy's name? That PR guy that just totally was sticking his foot in his mouth. Um, it was uh, I forgot his name, but he like resigned. He was either resigned or got fired like a month after that. No, yeah, I remember. Yeah, because it was just one month. Like, yeah, get this guy out of here. He's fucking not helping our cause. Yeah. But that original Xbox, like. You know, you also had games. You had Oddworld 3, which was kind of a big deal, I guess, if you're trying to snake over some fucking PlayStation fans. <laughs> snake oil their way in there. <laughs> snake over them. And then, you know, they got Max Payne and Silent Hill 2. And I know that. I think that was out on PlayStation 2 a little bit beforehand. But still, you you were getting on kind of like a big variety of different things. And then, you know, lo and behold, later on, you'd start getting all the fucking Sega games there. But that's a pretty strong, like, day one. You know, I mean, not only getting fucking Halo, get Dead or Alive. You got some good variety there. That's definitely outbeats the fucking PS2's launch release. Definitely does, yeah. And then here's one too that I think is one of the one of the best ones is GameCube. That had a pretty fucking strong. I think as far as Nintendo go, that was pretty strong. I mean, you had Luigi's Mansion, you got Rogue Squadron Two, which we all know Rogue Squadron Two is like literally like arguably top three best Star Wars. Definitely, games. definitely. You know, and to this day and age, it still outbeats, like, so many other ones. It's like, it's like, hey, they can't even fucking top that, how good that game that is. That one that was so confident, like, no, no, guess what? We're opening on the Death Star level. Last one, that was the last level. This is the first level. Yeah, exactly. Boom, there it is. So you got that right off the bat, and then you got Smash Brothers Melee, which, you know, to some people, they still think that's the best Smash Brothers ever made. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's kind of like, well, you know, Melee, Brawl, Wii U, they're all good, I don't I don't feel like it's like some people talk about like oh it's blasphemy everything's changed well they talk because they, you know, they lowered like, they they made it just a, a, a fraction slower in brawl which i'll be honest i didn't notice when i first played it people said you, you could notice they made it way slower i'm like i really did not notice it was it was that much slower i just think it was just such a huge jump from smash brothers to melee because that's the thing that's what made that game such a big deal and that's why i think the gamecube was kind of one is because that was actually i almost consider that the last like humongous leap in gaming now i mean obviously yeah you go back and look at a gamecube to like a ps4 and you can see that there's a big change but like from that 64 to like the gamecube it's like oh my god that was you know you're going from these like just polygon characters finding each other to these like almost like fully rendered looking people that you could kind of see 360 view around it's like oh this is a big deal and the game's moving fast and they added like three times more characters i mean I put so I put over a hundred plus hours into melee. That's like the last time I could say that about a fighting game. Mm-hmm. So I'm not totally denying it. But also, too, I think fighting games. We talked about that I think on the last podcast, where it's like a lot of times the second one is always like the pinnacle of the games. It's like almost like they have the first one come out, and then they just get it super fucking dialed in by the second one, and then everything else from that point on. Yeah, they're adding either new characters or kind of changing things around, but for the most part, you know, it's more of the same, for better or worse. Yeah, definitely. You know, but that, you know, that launch, you know, all those kind of games. I mean, you had Pikmin as well, too, for, you know, a cool, way different Nintendo game. That was a game that a lot of people people were, like, rolling their eyes at. I remember I looked at the game, like, what the fuck is this? And actually playing, oh, it actually is kind of fun. No, it's it's, it's cool. It's very different. I've always kind of wanted to go. I never played 2 and 3, and I kind of feel bad. Like, I feel like I should have, but... Some point I'm gonna sit down and play. I'm not gonna. They, that was a, there's those weird little strawberry monster things, and I remember it was one of those games. I, I would almost you almost felt like a little like, you had the big strawberry monster things just go around eat your guys and try to kill you, and you kind of wait. It almost made you feel kind of like a fucking creep. Like their baby would be like separate from it, like now, <laughs> like just stick them all on there, <laughs> like start throwing it, carry its corpse away. The thing just starts losing its shit, just coming after you, like fuck you. <laughs> 
That's got to be well, like the most like nightmarish scenario for a parent, and you're living it through, or you're you're the aggressor in a Nintendo game. Well, that's always kind of like Nintendo's always been good about like making like almost like really fucking violent games, but just giving it just a cute graphics so you don't think it's that way. But because that game, like if you just let's just say if that game was done like mass effect graphics like mm-hmm. that's what it looked like and everything like that and what you were is you're this you know this scientist guy that crash lands on his planet's like i gotta fucking get back to fucking earth and fuck some other plants i'm dr robotnik pretty much <laughs> you know what i mean like hey you there's some animal friends put this fucking armor on here's a gun we're gonna go out and hunt the rest of your planet's creatures down so i could get back to my planet <laughs> <laughs> but uh we're we're a, we're a uh, you know what a loving race. Not anymore. You're my slaves. You're going to work for me. You're going to die for me. This is now Planet Merka. <laughs> yeah. Put my flag down here. I got to get back and meet Master Chief. So you know what? Let's hurry this shit up. Oh, look. There's a giant strawberry alien. Let's kill its baby and eat it for dinner. Here, take this handheld nuke launcher. Shoot it at him. <laughs> no, no, no. Kill the baby first. I want to see the parent cry watching their own die before them. <laughs> I want this to be its last memories. <laughs> and then we're going to chop them up and eat it. But we're, all, we're only going to take the fucking hides and leave the rest there to rot away so they know not to come back. Leave it as a message. <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, Pinkman because, like, just either way, it's like you get the baby because it was, like, almost you had to, like, power and level your guys up. So, yeah, you get the, there's a the small one. Yeah, I only played the game a few times. I just remember this. You got to get that thing, take it with you, and then you'd get bigger and you get stronger. Or it's just like you can just get the bigger one, leave the thing orphaned. You're like, where are you going now? You know? It's a horrible situation Ten either way. years when you grow up, you give me a call. We'll sell this like men. Captain Omar just leaves like a fucking knife, throws it in the ground, like, find me when you grow up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a space knife, too. But that's really all that game is. A knife made from its mother's tooth. (laughs) Yeah. Just this super violent game sold with, like, nice friendly graphics and everything like that. But it is a really fun game. It's kind of like almost how Jet Force Gemini is, too. That's another one. It's a rare game, but... That game's kind of sold as like, you know, you look at the cover, you're like, oh, that looks like some fun space adventure. And then just like, no, it's like there's these poor space bears that are being like tortured and killed by these ants. And when you shoot the ants or the bears, like their body parts just go everywhere and blood and guts is flying I'm, left and right. I'm playing Jet Force Gemini and just feeling like, because the thing about that game, at first it took a minute to get used to, but then you got used to the controls and it was just like, I remember just, there's something about that game, just rambling your way with a machine gun through a whole crowd of these ant people. I remember, like, the grenade would stand out. One pulled out a grenade, and there was one where just, like, one lifted a grenade. And before he even shot at me, I shot it in its hand. It exploded. Just this huge just gush of green slime everywhere. Heads rolling. And you were, the game even, like, encouraged you to collect the heads of the ants. It didn't, you, you could collect the heads of the bears, which I don't know why. But it, it, you were encouraged to collect the heads of the ants. And I just remember I was like, oh, I am a god of death in this game. <laughs> you know? Well, you think about that. That game is almost like more violent than Resident Evil, more violent than, fuck, like so many other mature rated games. Like that. There's Jeff something Wars just Gemini so game. like satisfying about having like the rocket launcher and then just like the whole area just covered like in green or purple slime. Just like fucking bug parts just like rapidly just flinging into the air, you know? 
<laughs> just so much death and violence and all this stuff. It's just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That but, game was yeah, only teen, like too. Yeah, that's just like, yeah, that game's only teen. Just like Pikmin, too. It's like, really, it's like, that game's, I think it was like E or something like that. It's like, when you really think about what's going on, like, what's really going on in that game? It's like, what the fuck? Really, Grand Theft Auto is a much safer game, technically. <laughs> there is not, it's not like there's any slavery going on. There's not like this, like, carnage of, you know, I mean, you're killing generally just bad people in Grand Theft Auto at the end of the day. Yeah, you're only, yeah, you're really only, you'll, it's mostly all stuff related to ties or corrupt CIA agents, that kind of shit, you know? Yeah, but um, going on to, I actually think this system right here actually has the definitive best launch of all. Like, you cannot deny how many fucking games you got right at the bat that were all pretty fucking awesome and that's the dreamcast all right well what are the games of the dreamcast well it's like okay day one dreamcast we're pretty much you know month one you're getting fucking virtual fighter you got house of the dead 2 you got mortal Kombat gold you got power stone sonic adventure soul caliber fucking dynamite cop one of the best games on the dreamcast you got sega bass fishing Expendable, Hydro Thunder. You're bringing the fucking arcade home once again. Hydro Thunder. Um, then you got Zombie Revenge, Marvel vs. Capcom, and then King of Fighters '99, which I think is the by far the best King of Fighters game there ever was. It's just like they, they've never been nearly as good as that one. And it's like that's so many fucking games. Now, lots of times too, yeah, they're kind of arcade games and things like that, so they're maybe not like brand new. Like this is a game you've never fucking played before. But at the same time, it's, this was the time period. It's like, well, what? You, you, were you going to drag the fucking street, like the Virtual Fighter arcade cabinet home? Like, no, this is your first time being able to get some of these games and be able to play them at home and everything like that. And that's really what Sega delivers more than anything else. It's like, hey, we'll give you the arcade game and you can play them at home. And that's like, dude, that's so many fucking games. And there's like more than that. There's tons of games out there, too. It's like, there was Blue Stinger with one of them. There was, fuck, there was just a ton. And then you get like the ones, too. This doesn't sound like much, but it's like every system's always got sports games whatsoever. There's always a sports game for like a launch release. And I just didn't even write those down because it's like, fuck, everybody's got those. They're not real. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, they're not real. But you, I remember like when NFL 2K, like those games came out in the Dreamcast. Those were the ones where you're like, oh, fuck, those graphics are actually starting to look fucking real. Like it was the first time that the graphics went from being like, okay, yeah, we're just playing a video game to being like, oh, man, those are looking really fucking good. Mm-hmm. So I guess there is that kind of big deal there too as well because you had all the sweet you know, Sega sports games, which nowadays, like, companies like Madden are like, no, we have the rights to all football games. Fuck you guys. So much it's so like, that just, the was, next Blitz game was like, it has a story mode. It's rated <laughs> M. They're all made up teams. Because that was the only way we could do this. Yeah. You know, which is such a bummer. But, like, I look at that Dreamcast list, and it's like, dude, that's like, there's a reason why the Dreamcast is such a fucking badass system. You know, and even though it's only was around, you know, it's like glorious, like barely three years. It was like three years of like so much fucking stuff. But like right out the gates, right out the fucking gates. Look how many games there is. And you get Song Adventure. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, it's, that's one of those things like that. I can't that had like the most games and all those games are all pretty good that you leaned off. And they're all games that like like you see that list and you're like, dude, I got to have a Dreamcast. You know what I mean? Like. They're not the one, because there's so many systems that kind of come out, and it's once again, it's not saying that, like, the games aren't that good, but it's like, you know, I look at, like, the PS3. You had Resistance Fall of Man, which is a fun game and all, but it's almost not enough to, okay, hey, come on over and spend some 600 bucks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You almost want to have those games, like, like, I look at that list there, it's like, dude, you got so many things. I mean, if you just got 
if you got three of them out of that list or two of them, fuck, mm-hmm. you get some Sonic Adventure, some Power Stone, and maybe the House of the Dead. Dude, you got a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, cool things. And then the last one on my list I got here, and this is this is the one that ha- doesn't really have a whole lot of games, but probably has the ultimate launch release title of all time that arguably outbeats almost anything else that anybody's ever had and probably will have for many of years. Probably since we've kind of noticed that like in the last recent years, nobody really has great launch releases as much as they used to, but fucking the N64 only had two games day one. Pilot Wings... And then Super Mario 64, but Super Mario 64, like that's that's like one of the only games I can think of that literally came out day one. And at the end of the N64's run, if somebody goes, dude, Super Mario 64, best game for the N64. I go, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, totally. It's like they got it. They, they got it right off the bat. You know, I might think that maybe Ocarina of Time might be one of my favorites or I don't know. I'll say Goldeneye, but maybe not as much. But, you know, you look at Super Mario 64, it's like, dude. Can you talk about getting a more perfect game dialed in? And then the game, it's, it's still... You can go play it right now. fucking holds up just as good as it always did. Well, that's the thing, because there's a time where it seemed like that may have been, like, not the last one, but one of the last ones, where you had a, you had a launch release that was considered to be one of the best games. Usually one of the best games of the whole system would usually come maybe a year or two years in, you know? Mm-hmm. Now that was one that just opened up, like, here's some shit we've been working on for a while. Well, it seems like... In the 80s and 90s, you almost got, like, before almost the 3D systems, because this is technically the last time this kind of happened, it was, like, generally some of the best games actually did come out right at the beginning. You know, think about Super Mario World. Oh, yeah, but I mean, Easily. like, I mean, past, like, I mean, past Mario 64, I mean. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, because Mario 64 is almost, like, the last one where it's like, oh, this is literally one of the top three best games we've ever made, mm-hmm. you know, for that system. And, you know, even the Dreamcast one, too, it's like, actually, some of the, like, I think, actually, the better games come in the next year for it. But that's still a fucking strong start. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. You know, cause I, you know, Marvel vs. Capcom two comes later on Sonic adventure two, even though I actually probably like Sonic adventure one more, but you know, there's just tons of stuff. Power stone Two, all kinds of our games. Everything has a two in it. Cause that's the only thing I can think of dead or alive too. Mm-hmm. But you know, like Super Mario 64, it's like, dude, that's just the game where it's just like so dialed in play super smooth. The gameplay is awesome. You got all kinds of things to do in it. You can play it over and over, and it's always super fun. You know, it controls perfect. And plus, it was the mind blowing thing that you were literally gone from being in a 2D world to like, here's this humongous 3D world that you get to go run around in any fucking direction you kind of want on these ginormous square platform things. But, like, you know, because the thing too is like, okay, but I I think right when that came out, because that came out about a year after Mm -hmm. the Saturn and the PlayStation. So PlayStation finally started getting its 3D games. Like you know, you got 2D, or you got Tomb Raider coming out, and Twisted Metal, and Resident Evil, and things like that. But really, you you kind of compare those games to like they they got really nothing on fucking Mario. It's like 64 when you really think about it, like don't be wrong, like I love all those games. You know, Resident Evil is one of my favorite ones. And the original Twisted Metal, it's like it blew me away when it when it first came out. I remember being like, oh my god, this is fucking amazing. This is so fucking cool. But those games kind of got better as they went on. So you kind of go, oh yeah, the first Twisted Metal is cool, but you know, I re- I'd rather play two, three, and four, even though a lot of people go, oh, three and four is not nearly as good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I fuck. They have Rob Zombie soundtrack. <laughs> that was working. That was working for me at that time. Well, something about like one of the things that I think worked really well about Mario when you first played that one is 
that whole opening area, the courtyard, that was almost kind of like just the level design of it. Just like, here's an eye. It's not actually a level. You just kind of walk around and just almost kind of learn how the character works before he just throw you in the middle of the shit, you know? Well, it was a very smart way to do it because it was, it was having a tutorial without fucking holding your hands because that's always my biggest complaint to the games in about, I'm going to say last 10 plus mm. years is just sometimes it's just like, dude, it's a fucking mature rated game. Why are they holding my hand like I'm a fucking five-year-old who's never played a video game in my entire life? Like, that's always so obnoxious. Or every time you come up to the same thing you've done a thousand times, it has a little window pops up telling you what to do. Yeah, it's just like, I look at that, it's like, dude, Mario 64, it's like it just drops you in there after your little like video and you're like, oh, okay, cool. And then you just start kind of playing around. Oh, cool. I, I could jump three times. Oh, that's fucking badass. Oh, if I hold Z down, I fucking crouch. Oh, I can punch and kick. You know, there's all these just different things. You just kind of figure it out because you were just playing around with it. Like, that's how a game should be. But no enemies to get in your way. No nothing like that yet. You're just kind of running around. And you could almost, like, dick around for, like, 20 minutes before you even found a level if you really want to. Just, you know, first time playing it. Mm-hmm. Hell, you could think that was the fucking game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, be like, oh, this must be it right here. This is fucking already pretty cool. And I just look at that as, like, Mario 64, once again, I compare it to like Resident Evil, Tomb Raider, and Twisted Metal that kind of came out right at that same time. And the thing is, is that Mario, it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you try to go back and play the original Tomb Raider, it's a little bit tough. And it was tough to play even like five years after it came out. So it's kind of tank control, sort of, right? Because you had to like slowly turn and then run forward, kind of like that. They were kind of, they weren't like Resident Evil tank controls, but they were... Yeah, like that. They weren't, and you know, you couldn't move the camera or anything like that. So there was all that kind of stiffness there, and that's a perfect example of a game that, like, I think just you know, in '96, you were just like, "Fuck, you're just so grateful to have a game like that that was so scary and you know, dark and like running around in a 3D world that you almost bypass. You kind of in your brain just like, whatever. Like, I, th- these things don't even. This is all so new to me. I've never seen anything better. So this is like where the bar is at. What, am I, what do I got to complain about? This is awesome. You know, and then you kind of go back to Tomb Raider and it's kind of like, it's tough. You, you almost kind of go back to it just to kind of go, oh yeah, I remember this. This was kind of fun, you know, and you know, like that. But it's one of those ones like I can't imagine seriously sitting down and going like, I got to go through the entire game. You know, you could play that. There's an awesome, there's a way better like remake that you can play called Tomb Raider Anniversary. It's the first game, but it's in like the same engine as like the newer Tomb Raider games. And Tomb Raider was for a while. It was one of those things where people were really, um, it's just not the same thing. And even when Anniversary came out, people would be like, it had its time. I don't know. I don't know. Like every Tomb Raider game was getting hate for a while. And then the uh, Square Enix one came out and it got great reviews, but no one played it. Well, that's the thing is like, um, well, this I, I actually because I was playing some Tomb Raider games not too long ago because they're all like on sale on Steam. So I was going back in time looking at things like that. And there's like there's the original five Tomb Raider games. I'm, I was like, fuck, there was five. I thought there was four this whole time. I was like, but I'm like, oh, yeah, there was the Chronicle run one or so. There's technically six of them. But there's the five PlayStation ones, you know, and they're all kind of the same thing over and over again. You know, the, you know, little improvements along the way, but they're cool for what they are. And I know there has a certain audience and things like that. And I mean, I enjoyed them. But I mean, even in the 90s, I remember those games being fucking frustrating. I was like, I remember being pissy then. And then they made the, they made the Angel of Darkness. And I know that was the game that kind of like broke Tomb Raider. That was the one that was like people were like, oh, man. What the fuck? It's the one where she apparently died at the end. I don't think she died. I don't know if she died at the end, but it was like they were trying to compete. They they played it off like she did, and then she's back in the next game or something. Well, the next game's like that's the one where they start doing different things. Because then that was the one where they're like they were trying to compete with Metal Gear Solid 2, and they rushed that game out, and it kinda like it had like 
had cool elements because I was reading stuff on it. It sounded like they were trying some really cool things with it. just didn't always pan out. And then I, tr- I bought it on Steam for like 99 cents. I'm like, well, you know what? I never played this game. I'm going to go back and try this one out and everything like that. And I couldn't fucking get past like the first room. It was like the controls were like that kind of like... Maybe they didn't translate very well to like an Xbox controller on there or something like that. But it was like, what the fuck? The controls were like worse than they were on PlayStation. I, I just... Because I... They just had, like, yeah. weird, like... When somebody says tank controls are clunky, that's the ones they're talking about. Because I've never thought that Resident Evil, I always thought, had super smooth tank controls. And those games... I feel like the controls are, like, dialed in for that game. Like, that, they're, they're made because they work perfectly with how that game's set up. But Tomb Raider feels like they need to have more of, like, a world. And this one is just... I, yeah, as I said, I couldn't get past it. It was like, what the fuck? But the interesting thing, though, is I noticed, is this is something I kind of forgot. Because I remember that kind of came out, and Tomb Raider kind of got pushed off. And even in my own brand, it's like, eh... Whatever, I guess Tomb Raider, that's it. You know, I wasn't the biggest fan always. I always enjoyed Tomb Raiders, but maybe I'm not getting them. And then they released three other Tomb Raider games after that game. And this is when Square took over. But these are the games that people almost kind of forgot about because I think, you know, this the hardcore Tomb Raider people played them. But everybody else just thought, eh, probably going to be more of that Angel of Darkness bullshit that I don't want to deal with. So nobody played them. And that's like the anniversary one. There's one called Underworld, and there's another one called legacy or something like that and those ones are all they play identical to the two new ones because that's the, huh. that's the team that was making the the ones that finally got popular you know the, the kind of reboot ones well these three two mm-hmm. beforehand it's the same fucking game but like it's just almost like nobody huh. knew about it it was just sitting there and then they finally like somehow some they had to make it look all gritty and less all uh, exploitive, I guess. But, like, because, like, I was playing them on Steam because I was just like, oh, I was like, fuck, 99 cents for these ones? Sure, I'll try them out. And it was like, oh, dude, it's like, I didn't realize these. I always thought that was, like, the like some middle management team or something like that. I didn't realize Core Design, Star, whatever. I think that's the one did it. It's either they did it. No, the original ones. Whatever. But um, it was just that thing. It's like, oh, dude, fuck. These games are like, you know, you can tell that like, yeah, definitely it's more dialed in by the the two new ones. You know, they got it kind of like geared in there, but she plays the same way. She moves the same way. You know, it's just a little bit simpler version, but it's funny how that is. And people kind of forget about that. I bet it was probably something more like it was probably a fun game, but it was just the aesthetic change of it. How it looked, not exactly the aesthetic change, how it looks so similar to the previous ones. Like, oh, dude, we're over Lara Croft. Then it went away for a while and then it came back for the reboot or whatever and it still looked kind of like Lara Croft, but they were really darkening it up and really making it way more almost kind of like, I guess, sort of like Uncharted. Well, the weird thing, too, it's like, because, you know, Uncharted, it's funny how Uncharted is like the biggest ripoff of like Tomb Raider when you really break it down. It's like, I love Uncharted. Indiana Jones and Tomb Raider. Yeah, well, yeah, Tomb, Ra- or, Tomb Raider is a ripoff of Indiana Jones, but, you know, Uncharted is pretty much just the big ripoff of Tomb Raider when you get down to it. And, you know, realistically... What makes Uncharted Uncharted, though, is its story is really good. Because its gameplay is kind of simple. It's kind of like the dumbed-down version of Tomb Raider. Because that's where I feel mm-hmm. like Tomb Raider succeeds as. Their, its gameplay is so much more, you know, there. And so much more, especially the new one, too. Like, that last Tomb Raider game, like, Rise of the Tomb Raider, like, oh, my God, it's so fucking dialed in. Plays so smooth. I love the level-up system. Everything about that game is amazing, you know. Their story, though, is just not nearly on par with Uncharted. If they could combine those two together, like, fucking have... The Drake meets Laura Croft game, that would probably be fucking amazing. You know, and you had the best of both worlds. You had the controls of Tomb Raider, yet you had the story making of like Uncharted. Put that together, you had the most amazing thing probably. But um that weird thing is though, is those three Tomb Raiders that I was talking about that came before the kind of the reboot. 
because the reboot really didn't do that much. It's just, I think just since it was a reboot, that kind of got people interested because it's like, hey, it's something new. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're starting fresh, so maybe they got things right. But where technically it was already happening, it's just, I think it just got put on the cyber. And like, even myself, as I said, like, I didn't know. I just knew those games were coming out, but I didn't think much of them. And it's just funny to think that's like, oh, dude, they really are. And just the funny thing about the old Tomb Raiders that I forgot, it's like, oh, Laura Croft doesn't kill a lot of humans. She's mostly just going around, you know, killing animals. And I remember there was this review, I think it was on Steam. It's like, Tomb Raider, it's the game where, uh, you know, a, a rich gymnastic or gym, uh, gymnast goes out and kills exotic animals. Well, you know, it's whatever. You're going to piss like, somebody well, off no matter actually, what you do. Because that was my kind of complaint to like the Tomb Raider, the reboot one, even though it's really fun they got rid from the animal parts. I'm like, well, that's to me is like what makes Tomb Raider Tomb Raider is that that kind of scared. It kind of would be a little bit more scarier than just killing some guy. That's probably how I got the M rating is killing more people than animals. Yeah. Cause in the other ones, you're mostly just killing animals. And I think some Tomb Raider games, I don't think you ever kill anything but animals. Like the original one. I don't, I don't remember ever fighting people. Maybe you do at some point. I remember in two you did, but I don't think the first one, but I kind of like that though. Cause that almost gave it like the survival horror kind of aspect to it. Is that there was like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck, there's animals here. And especially in the original one, too. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, fucking wolves. You know, and then bats are oh, fucking bats coming away. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's a fucking bear. What the fuck? And you start shooting this bear. And then you keep going deeper and deeper into the tomb. And the next thing you know, it's like, was that a fucking velociraptor that just ran by? What the fuck was that? And the next thing you know, it's like, oh, fuck, it is a velociraptor. And then there's a fucking T-Rex. It's like, bring that fucking shit back in there. That's what made Tomb Raider fucking amazing. <laughs> Well, what, what was there monsters or creatures in any of the uh, newer ones? In the first one, which once again, these games are both amazing. I'm not, I'm not denying them, but that was just the one element they're missing. There was a couple wolves, but that was about it. The second one kind of oh. fixes that because wasn't there like a ghost or something? An interesting like ghosts or uh, spirits of some shit in the in the new. In the That's in the one? Rise of the Tomb Raider one. Oh. Yeah, they have that in that one, and that one does have you know you do fight wolves and you you know you can shoot deer and rabbits and shit and hunt them down. And what else they got? They, they got they got a couple of, you know, there's bears that they finally put back in it. So they do actually have stuff, which is cool. So that game's pretty balanced out. The next level they just need to do is they just need to have her fucking fight in the T-Rex again or something like that. And I know there's yeah. part of the people that's like, oh, but that's not real. It's like, it's Tomb Raider. Fuck those people. It's just like Uncharted. What I like about like how Uncharted always kind of works is the game starts off realistic and then all of a sudden you get to the fucking end and then and then they throw that fantasy curveball at you just like an Indiana Jones movie. You know, yeah, and I think that's well. It's like you know, have her fight like a chupacabra or like a windingo, like just weird, like obscure, uh, obscure monsters from like lore. Yeah, exactly. I, I I like that. I like just that little bit of like fa- like keep it realistic, but then just give me that curveball of fantasy or sci-fi. But and then we're supposed to be talking about Super Mario sixty four, and somehow some way it went off on like the ginormous like Tomb Raider tangent. I was just letting you go. I was just like, <laughs> he has it. It was like maybe this maybe this is just building up with me. It's my day off. He has it. We'll just let him go. <laughs> You know, Super Mario 64, this is one that this one something I thought about Super Mario 64 for a long time. I'm surprised Nintendo, ever since they started finally kind of doing some remasters, like, you know, they did. I mean, you could say they, they actually technically made a remaster, Super Mario 64, with the DS one. But um, I'm surprised they haven't done, like, a full-on, like, console remastered version of Super Mario 64. Like, keep the game identical, but just give it just super crisp graphics, make it look real badass like that, but the same game you know and love. Nintendo, I mean, I know they did that with Zelda, but they don't seem to really want to do that with a whole lot of their games. Like, people will give them shit for, like, Nintendo rides on nostalgia. They're very much going, remember this shit from Mario? Remember that shit from Zelda? But at the same exact time, though, they seem to kind of, like, 
bring that stuff back into the new game rather than revisiting the old game. Well, the weird thing, too, is when people say that, I always kind of go like, well, yeah, they, they, they do for some things. Like, I'll say the new Super Mario Brothers is all about writing on nostalgia. But, you know, you look at, like, Pikmin. That's fucking super forward thinking. Then, you know, they release for, like, other systems. You got, like, recently there was, um, fuck, Splatoon. Like, that's super, like, brand new forward thing. And, like, that game right there, it's like, if you finally got bored with all the Call of Duty bullshit and things like that of same old, same old, like, Splatoon was, like, the fresh coat of paint, like, literally. <laughs> I'd like Nintendo to come out with a new franchise that was like a science fiction adventure thing, but kind of like not make it super kitty, but more of like maybe something along the lines of walking the line between Legend of Zelda and Metroid or something. Well, that's where I feel. I feel Metroid is the perfect place for Nintendo to kind of make almost a mature rated game. If they were going to make a mature rated game or at least a, a deep, serious adult game, Metroid is the series to do that with. You know, well, it's the one they keep on hinting. Like that's the one they, if their Nintendo ever talks about doing a movie, that's the one they lean towards, and then pull back last minute. For a minute, they're talking about the Wachowskis doing a Metroid movie. That'd be amazing. For a minute, for a minute, but you know. But then it tur- then one turned to a woman. They're like, "Fuck that noise!" Fuck. I don't even think it was. It was. It was before <laughs> that. I think it was like. I I don't even think it was the Wachowski had anything to do with the Wachowskis. That was just a name they were tossing around, and then. Nintendo just ever since the Mario Brothers movie, they're super, super like careful about whatever they lend out. And now they're doing the Pokemon movie, or I don't know if that's still happening, but the they're Pikachu's doing the Pokemon like movie. Oh, detective adventure thingy. Well, that, that's what's dumb about it. It's just like, oh, they're doing a Pokemon movie. That makes sense. That'll make money. I mean, I don't know how good it's going to be, but it makes sense to do. And then they're just like, we're going to do the most random oddball one. Um, we're doing the Pikachu detective thing. Since it seems to offer most of a story, and Danny DeVito's voice in Pikachu, it's like, ah, how about we go with the main thing it's known for before we do make a movie the spinoff? But whatever, yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it, so maybe they just pulled out of that. I know that's kind of a weird one there too. Yeah. But, but also on the N sixty four, here's a couple other games that you would have got like a month later. They were pretty sweet though. Shadows of the Empire was one of the first ones out there. Yeah, that was and a that big was a fucking big deal game too. It's like I, I know that's one of those ones like. If you weren't there for the time, it might not be there. But, man, one, it was like the first times on consoles. Well, I guess, well, because I guess the only ones before where you could fly was on the PC with, like, TIE Fighter and X-Wing and things like that. But you start off, it's like, boom, you're fucking playing Hoth. And I don't remember ever playing Hoth beforehand. Maybe there is a game. Maybe Rebel Assault had that. I'm not too sure. But that felt like the first time you ever played, like, the realistic movie version of Hoth. And you're like, oh, this is fucking badass. And then it goes into this third-person game where it's this awesome action platformer shooter. And then you get a couple other flying levels, well, sort of flying shooting levels later on. But that's another game, too. It's like, dude, that game needs... If any game needs a remake, dude, that fucking Star Wars one does. The scary thing, though, is I just feel like, is anybody going to legitimately remake those games nowadays? Or can they even legitimately remake those games? Or do they have to do something I don't know. Right I, I can, I'm not sure how that one's tied into the rights and all that. I know... Disney's got a very firm grip. Well, all the audience companies have a very firm grip. Somebody was going out of their way to make a highly remastered, like uh, Metal Gear Solid, and just going to put it out there for free. Like we love Metal Gear Solid so much. This is a passion project. We're putting it out there on like PlayStation Four level graphics. It's just a full on remastered version. Then like could you, then like Konami's like, nope, ain't fucking happening. Fuck you. It's like, but it's for free. Nope, not gonna happen. You know. So, See, to me, like, that's I, always like bullshit. When something's like for free, if there's literally no money involved with something, I feel like you should be able to do whatever you want. If there's no money involved, no donation, no nothing, 
there's okay. something regarding Star Wars. Like somebody was making like their own Star Wars game and Disney came in and just, you know, blocked it with that big fat, you know, mouse cock. Like, no, you ain't going nowhere, bitch. You know, because I, I just look at because sometimes, too, when another company owns the rights to a game, you just feel like, hey, they're doing a remake. Perfect examples like take like that GoldenEye remake that they did for like Wii. That's one of those ones where you're like, oh, fuck, they're doing a remake of it. But then you realize that like, oh, but Rare owns all like the pretty much the placement styles of the levels and all that, things like that. So they can't technically remake, remake it. They have to do something brand new kind of remake with it. And not saying that game's still a fun game, but once you kind of realize that like, oh, they can't do it like level for level, like the way that pretty much everybody wants, it's kind of like, oh, it's a bummer. And I kind of wanted to have Shadows of the Empire. It's one of those ones where like LucasArts is like, nope, we're the ones that have the fucking, you know, rights to these levels. It would be one of two things. It would be like a kind of a spiritual sequel or it won't be Star Wars. It's going to be some other spaceship that kind of plays kind of similar. Or it's going to be like um, GoldenEye um, with Daniel Craig. Yeah. And it might, I mean, which like, I'll, take da- I'll take GoldenEye Daniel Craig over GoldenEye Rogue Agent, which was nothing like GoldenEye. They're just using the name GoldenEye to help sell it. Yeah, to sell it, that game. But, um, well, yeah, it's like the one, the Daniel Craig one. As I said, that game's... It's almost like if they remade GoldenEye with Daniel Craig and then made a game off of it. That's how that, that video game feels. It's like, I feel like I'm missing something. But mm-hmm. it was still fun. I liked it. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good list of like all kinds of top launch things. It's kind of funny. You think about like, I thought there was more better launch things, you know, for certain systems. But, you know, there's things like Sega that has like their launch games. It's like, oh, well, Genesis didn't have a whole lot of stuff going for it right it, off it, the bat. It, 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 did they open with Sonic the Hedgehog? Was that for them? No, that was two years into it. Yeah, that's one of those things that it's kind of, you think Sonic, like, oh, wait, no, it was Michael Jackson. No, and Michael Jackson wasn't actually right. I thought Michael Jackson was a launch release, too. That was a year later. Oh, wow. So they started off, they just had, like, super, you had, like, um, fuck, what'd you, you had a couple arcade ones. Like, you had, like, Super Thunder Strike or whatever that one's called, the helicopter, and then um, fucking the Harrier one. I'm trying to blank on that. But yeah, you didn't have a whole lot. You had Altered Beast, which that game's cool to me, but that game is one of those ones that I could see where somebody'd be like, what the fuck is this game? And then you had that game Last Battle that I talked about the other time. It was like, oh, Last Battle. Because well, a lot of those early Sega games, not that they're bad, but a lot of them are kind of those ones, ones they were just kind of like okay compared to like Nintendo games. They weren't dialed in yet. It seemed like it took a couple of years before you started getting those really good Sega games. Yeah, it does kind of seem that way, especially with more of a... Well, most of the stuff I'm thinking about Sega, it's usually, you know, um, because it's the main reason I played Sega in the first place when I was younger, Sonic and back. Yeah, well, because for me... Or like, Sonic you know, and forward, I mean. You know, there's Sonic and there's Shinobi and there's Golden Axe and fucking Streets of Rage. You know, Virtual Fighter and all these different things. Well, not really for... They have a Virtual Fighter for Sega Genesis. It's fucking weird, but... And it's funny, like, some of this, there's some systems that, like, okay, they're not really great systems. Virtual Fighter for Sega Genesis? Yeah, they have one, and it's kind of, like, a very half-assed, like, 3D. Like, they're, like, really trying to, like, convert that game down. Oh, I thought it was more, like, oh, well, that's, that's weird hearing that. I assumed it would they would have just gone, like, make it look like Street Fighter with Virtual Fighter characters. I think it was kind of like that, because like, I don't think it had, like, the 3D plane, but the characters were still sort of 3D. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it, it was weird. I remember playing it, I was like, oh, this is not the same. You know, and they had Virtual Fighter on, like, 3-2-X, which 3-2-X kind of was, like, the super advanced thing. But the downfalls, I think the 3-2-X was actually more powerful than people wanted to, like, utilize. Everybody kind of, like, half-assed made their games on it because they didn't care. Mm-hmm. 
kind of a bummer. But you know, it's another one that the Atari Jaguar, I thought, had actually a stronger fucking launch than like a lot of other systems. Really? The Atari Jaguar? Well, okay. No, so I kind of forgot about the Atari Jaguar until you just brought it up. I know, I'm going to bring up all the Atari systems that people just forget about. But here's, okay, these sound kind of weird because they're not really like launch games, but the Wolfenstein and the Doom that they had on those systems, if you ever get a chance, fucking play those versions because they're like updated, they're like remastered versions of the PC one. Like they don't look the same. They're like, they kind of put new graphical spin on and everything like that. It's like, oh, what the fuck? That's actually pretty cool. I mean, once again, maybe not something to sell a system by, but those are two really sweet versions of those games. Alrighty. Well, and then they had a couple other ones too on there. I can't remember what they were off the top of my hand. But that's an interesting system. It's a fun system to play just for the fact it's got some weird games on there. There's every so often one of those systems like, oh, I forgot that thing existed. Like I was kind of being a little harsh about Jari Jaguar. I mean, I, I forgot for a minute about it, but it was one of the every once in a while you just go digging deeper. Like remember like the uh, the this isn't this is a handheld, but there was the um, wasn't there like a Samsung system where you downloaded all your games? Like we oh, got the game.com? A, what? Game.com? It was, it was like, uh, was it Samsung where it was like a little like handheld? It was almost kind of like a cell phone, but it was like, you can get Splinter Cell. On oh, Engage? Engage. That's right. That's right. Well, it's one of those ones, like you kind of forget like that mid 90s, like it's almost like we had so many choices then for like systems, like right at that time period. I mean, you had... A, you could choose between a Genesis, a 32X, a Sega CD, a Sega Saturn, an Atari Jaguar, a Super Nintendo, an N64, a PlayStation, a CDI, a fucking a Lynx, a Game Gear, a Game Boy, Neo Geo. I mean, like, that is ridiculous when you really think about it. And a PC and a, and a Mac. I mean, like, God forbid there was there so many choices. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. We kind of forget about it because we always think of just like the big two or the big three. Then it gets down like, actually, no, there was a lot more, really. There was just so many at that time period that just kind of, it's just kind of mind blowing when you hear about that, like how many people were really trying to jump in and think that their system was going to work. And it'd be interesting that it's like, you know, if you minus out, if you only had like three systems and let's just say you had Sega, Nintendo, and then you had something like the Atari Jaguar and there was nothing else to kind of compete. That might have worked pretty well in their favor. You know what I mean? Let's just say Atari Jaguar was by themselves and they got the licensing for like Neo Geo games and maybe they picked up all like the Panasonic stuff. Who knows? Like those systems actually might have done well if it probably wasn't for every other, you know, company competing with them. And that's a good point. Like it's kind of like how you kind of wonder how would have say something like the Panasonic or the or the C or the Philips CDI, you know? Yeah, it's just all those systems. It's like I feel like the main reason those things kind of falter is that because they had like really good tension. You look at like the specs and everything on those ones; like they were definitely much stronger systems. But it comes down to the end of the day. Sometimes it's like, hey, it's about it's like the Nintendo philosophy. Hey, you you definitely don't have to be the most powerful system because Nintendo never was. No, Nintendo was always kind of on the lower rung. Like it's funny because people always think about it like. There was like, oh man, back in the day, Nintendo just always had like, you know, their systems were always so much higher class than like they are nowadays. And it's kind of like, uh, no, they were always kind of the lower end system. Not like in a bad way, but, you know, they weren't as powerful as a Neo Geo. They weren't as powerful as like a Philips CDI. They weren't as powerful as even like Sega CD or 32X. But at the end of the day, who's got the best games? <laughs> it was like, would you, would you rather have Super Mario World and Legend of Zelda and Metroid? Or are you going to want to have, you know fucking like bugsy or something like that i'm like one of those bugsy was i was thinking because like that wasn't a character that just went away they tried to make that character last and hang out for a while like they're like 
here's Bugsy. Now it's in 3D. It's in, I want to say they had one for PlayStation, like a one or two. And it just like, it was like, you know, you could tell he was kind of like a Sonic the Hedgehog slash Mario ripoff. But like, uh-huh. you know what? If we just keep pouring enough attention onto this thing, it will fucking last. And like the only one that kind of last a little while was like Crash Bandicoot and everything else just kind of like fell apart. I'm sure some younger kids could probably tell me skylanders that feels like a whole other beast because it's like oh yeah, it's all about got, buying toys you got to play it in order to play the game so you got ratchet and clank and jack and daxter but actually ratchet and clank and jack and daxter is a really good uh op- and sly cooper which is kind of like the other well i guess well let me think well i guess the thing is all right don't, don't get me wrong here but i think it's more because of us but like not not us individually but our generation say something like sonic the hedgehog like his games probably aren't as good as the later. His later games probably aren't really as good as later Jack and Daxter or later Sly Cooper. Oh no, I was thinking Ratchet and Clank. Jack and Daxter only had a couple of games, but uh, like Ratchet and Clank, those games were consistently good for a while. So I hear. Mm-hmm. I think Sonic. It's more like nostalgia, which is kind of. And I'm saying this about one of my favorite characters. I think it's more nostalgia holding him up because I think well, here- a lot of people. Because I, I mean, I'd have no desire. I haven't had any desire to go get out a Sonic game in a while. Well, I'll say this. When was the last time you saw somebody walking around with Jack and Daxter merchandise? Exactly. And I don't see Ratchet and Clank merchandise. Now, those are well-received games that people liked. But I'm saying Sonic... Well, plus Sonic was literally... He is a weird combination. He comes from Japan. But he was literally something by Japan made for Americans. He was like test-marketed, test-grouped. Japan came up with concepts for him. America came up with concepts for him. They pitched it back and forth and landed on what he is. And that's like how we have him now. So he was literally this thing that was like group focused to death until they came up with the end product. Yeah, no, he was totally made to be like the perfect. That's He's like made to be like such marketable material because he looks so fucking badass. He's such a cool character. Everything about his environment's really good too. So even if his games aren't up to par, he's still like is very like intriguing looking. And I think that Sonic Mania one might be the good comeback game for him. I know it's kind of but still what's right. It, what's it doing though? It's going back to the same. Do me wrong. I mean, that's like the first time in a while I'm really intrigued to get a Sonic game. So. Well, it's like. I think what the because like I personally I know a lot of people did not like the Sonic Boom game and I actually thought that as far as a Sonic game that was one of the best playing 3D ones like I didn't watch the TV show or anything like that but I was actually really impressed on how well that game played I think what they just kind of need to do with Sonic is they just if they're gonna do 3D they just need to add in sort of like all the elements that why you like Sonic in there and just kind of almost make him a little bit more adult. Not like adult-like in a sense, like, he's Sonic the Hedgehog, and it's a mature-rated game now. But no, like, more just the fact... The only way he can get fast is if he does a line of speed. Yeah, just make it more like, in a sense, how, like, Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter sort of did, how they age with their audience. I felt like Sonic actually went backwards sometimes. Well, like, there, it'll be, he'd, like, jump... It's like, well, it was a lack of consistency. He would jump forward. It would be a really... I, I, like, it'll be one of, like, the, the games kept on changing... And then one game would be like, this takes place in a world where there is like humans living with hedgehogs and other animals. Mm -hmm. And there's a war building up and he has to make peace between them. For some reason has a relationship with a human girl. And then it just comes in like, we're on another wacky wild Sonic adventure. Come on, kid. You know, so it was like, it wasn't really consistent. No, that's what I mean. Because like I felt like Sonic Adventure was kind of like aging with the audience. But then like they like step backwards from that point. And then they throw out like a a Sonic Adventure two age with the audience it did i thought yeah i think one and two kind of did but then after that 
you know, it kind of like stepped back. I guess you could say Shadow the Hedgehog was sort of trying to be in that same area. Shadow the Hedgehog, well, that was just like, because they were using like certain things to make it seem more, looking at it, because I, I, was, I was a kid, like, oh, wow, maybe they're taking this one a little bit more seriously. I was trying to like lie to myself a little about Shadow the Hedgehog, but then after playing the game, looking back on it, I was kind of like, um, just kind of glancing at some of the stuff. Like they're using things like, we're dealing with the terrorist right now. Mr. President, you know, like almost trying to make like this political like twenty four. <laughs> yeah, but then like, but then they're then they're on top of that, like like Shadow the Hedgehog, he's a terrorist. We can't trust him. He has a gun. And that that, that was literally the he's a black man with up. a gun. <laughs> he Sonic's black friend with a gun. <laughs> I'm surprised Fox News didn't do a story about Shadow the Hedgehog. What is Japan trying to teach our childrens? Hmm. <laughs> our children. I can't even talk right now. No, but um. No, but like Shadow the Hedgehog, like that was literally, that was literally taking like fan ideas saying like, you know what? I think Sonic would look cool with a gun. Oh, well, Billy from Nebraska likes the idea of Sonic with a gun. So let's try this shadow shit out. Yeah. And the funny thing is they're like, no, we're going for teen. We're going for teen. We're going to put a little bit of swearing in there. We're going to give him a gun. This is the edgy, darker Sonic. When they throw it out there, I'm like, E10, wait, what? Yeah, yeah, we're not taking. It's, come on, guy. It's it's, it's silly. a hedgehog it's silly. of a gun. Like, what, what's your here's a here's a here's a new rating because they are so amped up for the game to be teen. Then they come out like, no one's gonna take this shit seriously. He swears a little bit and he has a gun. Come on, E10. Like, oh, okay, we we're hoping someone would take us seriously. <laughs> and it's just kind of a bar, but like, because I think it's one of those ones. There's some people out there that are like naysayers. Like, Sonic can never be done well in in you know like 3D. And it's like, no, that's. That's not the case. I think it can be. I remember, like, the reason why they had problems with Sonic Adventure, the original one, is they're like, well, we made these levels, but then you realize how fucking fast you go through them, and it's like, all that fucking work, and it was like a two-minute-long experience? They're like, what the fuck? You know, and that's the reason why they created, like, okay, well, we're going to have it where there's other characters that go through the levels, and this will add time, because we can't just keep making fucking levels that take us forever to do, and just to have you run through them, which I think that's like, I mean, that's what we all technically want. It's just like, no, make 30 fucking levels, spend five years doing this, don't stop, don't sleep, don't eat. We'll just run through us and we don't even care. Just the tube up and just keep fucking animating. And then let's have a game that lasts us 10 hours of running through levels at full speed. And I think that's kind of what makes Sonic kind of difficult. Where, see, Mario, since he runs at a normal pace, you know, you can just kind of like, here's a level. Well, Mario's going to run left, he's going to run right, he's going to jump up on this platform. He's, he's got a lot of time to kill here. Where Sonic would finish it, like, in 30 seconds. And you're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I don't know. It'll get there, but... There's all kinds of good things there. I can't wait for the the Wii U. There's gonna be so much fun with a Wii U. Fucking Nintendo Switch. Can't wait for the Wii U, man. Like fucking be- whatever it is. I was like, uh, maybe he knows something I don't. I'll just go along with it. You know, new Zelda. That that's gonna be awesome. You can't beat that. But that's a good list of like little like launch releases that there is there. Interesting to take a look at. Go back in time. See the things that we'd know and love, and see some of those systems. Where you're like, oh fuck. I'm, there's a reason why I didn't buy that day one. <laughs> But yeah, that's probably a good place to wrap it all up at. Uh, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, and more. Until then, I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan. And we'll see you some other time. Later, folks. Thanks for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Check out our website at oldmanorange.com for even more podcasts, cartoons, videos, music, and more. Send us an email at oldmanorangepodcast at yahoo.com. 
Be sure to subscribe, share, rate, and review us on iTunes, Podomatic, or any of the other fine sites we might be located on. And if you want to help out even more, click on the Amazon or GameStop links on our webpage before you make any purchases there. Won't cost you a penny, but it sends us a little something our way. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week to Old Man Orange.